Welcome to episode 14 of yeah. the Open Betas podcast or Open Betas yeah. with Legal and Swim Fan. Hi. This might be the last time I ever do an intro, so enjoy it while it's still <laughs> yeah. here. Regal wants me to do do some intros. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see. Yeah, we'll workshop it. I am Regal. I am a software engineer, aspiring. Uh, well, we'll see about that, but I am interested <laughs> in games. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> and I am Swim Fan. I used to do marketing in video games for some. And if you want to some, know more about companies. Swim Fan, we're going to talk a lot yeah. more about this is all the about rest of that sentence swim fan that's really right. exciting yeah can you, so... put, can you put together the clues who am i <laughs> yeah i was gonna say i mean <laughs> you did challenge you did challenge our viewers to find you at some point this will make it uh, this is a little pretty bit easy. easy pretty easy um, don't oh, don't, don't come to my house way. don't don't do that <laughs> just to be clear yeah so in this episode we talked with vagar last time uh, but even before that, I had this idea that uh, as we were setting those up, that I think it'd be really interesting to get into some fans' uh, professional history in games. Sure. Uh, and now in not games. Yeah, yeah. And professional future and who knows where. Um, just because, you know, just like everyone else, I, I certainly fall into this category. I think a lot of our listeners would be interested in uh, you, first of all, but also what is it like to work in games? How do you follow your career? How did you get into it? Yeah. Um, yeah not that you have to be, you know, this will just be more about like your experiences and your stories and things like that. I can talk about, about that, advice, that but, too though, you know, talk yeah. about the, the path that got me in the door and all that. Yep. So that, that will basically be it. If you're interested Woo. in that, um, stick around, but if first, not, uh, stick around for our next episode, which will be about, <laughs> yeah. uh, just press, uh, Press skip to the next podcast. Yeah. Um, fast forward to next action. Which will be about nudity uh, in games. Uh, <laughs> not sure I agree to that, but okay. No, we're not doing that. We can, we can go back to this this topic again. Um, but before that, I have uh, uh, we skipped it for Baker's episode. So if you're not here for the one before that, introducing a new segment called Patch Notes, mm-hmm. where um, I just uh, add something to something we've discussed in the past i think this is an important part of life to sort of build upon your knowledge and correct yourself yeah and and grow um so in, in one of our earlier episodes we talked about how i don't like uh specifically how i, why, why I don't like movies right mm-hmm. but in general how i'm often left feeling disappointed by a lot of storytelling including in games mm-hmm. um but especially in, in movies. Uh, and, and movies and TV shows for me is especially annoying because it's harder to skip. Not that it's impossible, but it's harder and it's less, it feels more pointless to skip around, right? Because in games, you can just skip the cutscene and get back to the gameplay. In books, you can just read faster. Uh, yeah, yeah, I see. Well, what are you looking over. for in a video game then? Uh, not well, a video game, I sorry, sorry. The gameplay. sorry, sorry, sorry. I meant in movies. What do, what do you, if not, the story like what what is it yeah so i don't i don't watch movies so, yeah, well, yeah right. that's that's sort of the explosions but i have a well i don't i there's nothing for me in there so okay, okay. <laughs> i simply do not watch them um, yeah uh i guess i can talk about why i'm a why certain movies that do like appeal to me and books too but uh we should that's, have for, a, that's for a future passion. that's for the regal for, episode yeah for this one um i just wanted to give an example uh, that kind of illustrates what I mean uh, when I say like a lot of storytelling leaves 
things to be desired? Or, or, or like, where does realism come in and how does, um, well, let's just get into it. So there is this saying that you're probably familiar with called stranger, well, I think it's not called this, the saying is stranger than fiction. Mm -hmm. right? um, truth is stranger than fiction. It captures the idea that in real life, crazy things that would be unbelievable in fiction quote unquote happen all the time. Just not how you look at it, whether or not they would be more harder to believe than fiction. Um, mm -hmm. But things that are perhaps less probable, if you look at probabilistic, things that are less probable than what would normally be the threshold in fiction happen um, yeah. frequently. Um, this is a common idea, right? Uh, so I'll just give an example. So the hockey, the National Hockey League playoffs, which I don't watch, but I, I know a little bit about, are happening right now. Mm -hmm. um, this year, there was a team, the Boston Bruins, who were by many metrics like the best regular season team ever. They broke like the wins record, the points record, whatever. Um, okay. By far the best team in the sport, one of the best teams of all time. Right? Okay. By, okay. by objective metrics. They lost in the first round to the Florida Panthers. Mm -hmm. um, the Florida There's no Panthers, ice down there in Florida. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Florida has like two or three hockey teams. It's actually do that? Uh, lots of money and refrigeration. Ooh. <laughs> uh, actually, I don't know. I don't know why there's hockey teams out there. There's people down I there mean, that will pay money. There's money. Guess, so. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, money. It is what it is. Um, anyway, they lost. They lost in Game Seven in the first round of the playoffs to the Panthers. Uh, so they, they didn't even make it very far to mm -hmm. their goal of the championship, right? They were the favorite to win the championship for by virtue of being the best team. Um, so it, if you're looking at this on its surface, like from a storytelling perspective, why did they lose? And and the Panthers team was like the eighth seed. They barely made it to the playoffs. Um, they're actually on a hot streak now. They're doing well since this has happened. Um, but certainly they were not... They were big underdogs, right? Huge underdogs. Uh -huh. uh, one of the storylines afterwards, which is probably not true, was like, oh, you know, no one believed in us. We're one of the biggest underdogs in the history of the sport, w which maybe is not objectively true. But, <laughs> but they played it anyway. Up. From a storytelling perspective, it's like, why? Why did this happen? Did it happen because the Panthers found um, a magical hockey stick, uh, you know, relic left behind? from the age of the gods that allowed them to defeat their enemy no oh. um did that happen <laughs> because the excited. panthers huh yeah i was excited <laughs> only right yeah, yeah if yeah. only did that happen because the panthers came up with a novel new strategic you know they they went into their training arc and came up with a novel new strategic idea that had never been seen before that mm. caught the bruins no did that happen because they were uh they had the power of friendship that they they, you know, they banded together in a way the overconfident Bruins didn't. I mean, maybe, but definitely not to the degree. This, this that one's it, the yes. This is yes. Yeah, I mean, this one's this one's a very small, like maybe a little tiny bit, but not yeah, not really the yeah, reason at all, right? Yeah. And you can see where I'm going with this. You know, did it happen because uh, they had a locker room speech after they lost game one? I don't know if they lost game one, but after they lost game one, that like rallied the troops together. It's like, yeah, but so did the other team after their first loss. Every team does it after every loss, right? They like band sure. together in the locker room and give a speech, right? Uh, that's usually what's publicized, right? People write stories about like, oh, this legendary speech that they're giving in the locker room. But in reality- yeah, the drama. Yeah, but in reality, that speech in some form happens after every single loss, like- yeah, maybe not literally every single loss, but that just happens all the time. It's just that when it doesn't result in a win the next day, it just doesn't get written about. Right? Sure, sure, sure. Um, and yet uh, they won, and I think that's that's where 
I think sometimes storytelling falls short if because I'm the type of person that's excited by this understanding that uh, things that are unlikely can happen for quote unquote no reason. Okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah. When you yeah. tell a story, weird luck, yeah, randomness. Yeah. Just randomness, right? And when you tell a story, it's hard. You need, you know, I don't know that you need to, but I think that at some level, you do need to present some some reasonable explanations for why unlikely things happen, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, this in, in is, we 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 search for those humans, right? We search for them, exactly. We, we always right? want an explanation for what we're seeing, and sometimes but, the explanation mm -hmm. of oh, it's just total luck and coincidence is actually harder for us to believe. Yeah, that's that's kind of part of what Stranger Than Fiction is, right? Like sometimes things just happen. But yeah. you know, I think there's a middle ground here. But what what really frustrates me is um, writers feel, often feel like they need to provide a concrete, like deterministic explanation for why things happened. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the things that can happen is like the deus ex machina, right? Like they, they feel like they're in this corner and there's no way to have the underdog win as if they're supposed to, unless like a, a external force comes in yeah. and like right and like gives them a magical advantage somehow. Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Actually, this happens in sports too. It's actually one of the worst experiences that can happen in sports. This is what happens when the referee ruins a game, right? Ah, like, yeah. right? There's a there's a critical moment. The players are playing, and then the referee makes a bad call that turns the tide of the game. Um, if you watch sports or if you understand them, like this is one of the worst experiences you can have because it feels like you were cheated out of a real like human competitor, human yeah. um, human achievement moment, right? Yep. Like some third party force decided the outcome, not not the outcome of the human. And, and to yeah, me, not that's the whole point of the game. Yeah. Right. Um, not the players involved, right? Not the effort that they put in, but a mm -hmm. uh, external factor. And to me, that's um, this is sort of the way I feel a lot of times when stories end on these sort of like MacGuffins or deus ex machina moments or just moments where it's like, okay, so why, you know, nothing that the characters did had any effect on the whole bearing because the entire point of the story was that you had to find this magical artifact. And once you found it, you could win. And if you don't have it, you lose. Okay. Sure. And that, um, that and sounds a lot. That sounds a little bit more like video game. That's more video type game. of story. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. Yeah. It um, does happen in movies too. So, right. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I think sometimes the thing is like writers may not even realize that's what happened because mm -hmm. you sort of fall into these um, patterns where it's like, uh, you know, next this thing has to happen and that thing has to happen. And you don't really think about the details of what's happening. Anyway, it's a long story short. Um, I, I think one of the things that maybe isn't captured well in storytelling is just the basic idea of like human achievement, being being able to overcome things without having any kind of novel innovation or mm -hmm. uh, magical outcome or power of friendship. There hasn't been any special, right? Like human achievement, I think, well, there are... in and of itself. There are a lot of movies like what you're describing, books and movies, that are. What's an example? I'd have to What's think a... about it. I don't know. Yeah. See, I think there are, but in my, so you know, movies. Obviously, I haven't watched that many, but. Um... 
How about I think uh, they, they go back on tropes. How about like uh, Twelve Angry Men, the about the, the uh, movie about the jury. Sure, I mean anything that's set <laughs> in a more realistic system, I, I think, certainly falls in this category, right? Yeah, but like yeah. I, I guess I can give one comment, like Inception, right? Inception is like a heist movie, right? Which uh, which fundamentally yeah. is about. Uh, you know, let, let's uh, let's keep heist, the magic. Heist is kind of like the worst. <laughs> I mean, this is sorry. Heist is the wrong word. Um, yeah. Uh, 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 Inception is like a huge example of what you're talking about. Like, yeah, it is, it's a bad. It's, I guess I mean, it's true. a good example, I suppose. But right, it's also like, uh, does this make sense? I'm not sure it actually makes any sense. Yeah, I mean, it probably doesn't make sense, but it also, like, you know, it sort of hinges on the fact that like there's only one person in the world who can do this magic and to like. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like they have the super technology that is magic. Right, yeah, right. Um, which you know, it it is what it is. But I, I think I, the reason I bring this up is um, I felt like it was a good real world real world example to kind of illustrate what I was talking about before, which I feel like maybe I didn't do a good job explaining. Well, we can get into this more in a future episode, of course, as well. Okay. Um, you know, there because because like you said, there are a lot of stories that do try to live in the real world and like, you know. There are, if I if I were better at drawing up uh, and <laughs> bringing up movie titles at the top of my head, I might be able to say some, but uh, right. I know there are, I know there are a lot and I guess they tend to be the ones that are more, gra- more grounded in reality. I mean, I guess by definition. Um, but I, I do think it doesn't have to be that way, right? I think, I think they tend to be the ones that are grounded in reality because when you're working in that, uh, domain, you feel more comfortable, like telling your viewers that, like, hey, this is how the real world works, and you don't have to. There's no magic in the real world, but I do think that even in environments where there is magic, it doesn't. You know, the winning magic doesn't have to be new magic. It doesn't have to be ultra powerful magic. It doesn't have to be something mm. from the gods, right? It can be, yeah. but it does require more explanation and understanding of the base systems um, yeah right and yeah more I mean, careful crafting sure. of the world to to make sure that happens yeah yeah i i hear you we could All talk right. we could talk for hours about this i think <laughs> <laughs> well well at some point we'll we'll branch out into uh movies all media we'll, we'll build a media empire yeah i'll yeah. watch a movie and describe it and regal say <laughs> what it's but it's bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, bad is obviously... Relative, I'm just but kidding. <laughs> let's move on. I'm just kidding. Okay. Now we're going to talk about the main... Our main dish, our entree. Yeah. It's my co-host here. Woo. Mr. Fan. Snack. Um, so I think people have known from your introductions that you are a former uh, marketing director. You worked at Riot Activision. But um, can you just walk us through... Uh, your you don't have to go like every single step, but like where yeah. you've been, how long you were there, and like what are the actual positions you held at those places? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so if we're just talking about me in games, um, I started by being a marketing assistant at uh, Electronic Arts in Los ooh, Angeles. Ooh, I didn't even yeah. know that. Ooh, ouch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Working on Command and Conquer Three because that was that series had been bought by them at that that point, and was a uh, well past its prime. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they sure were trying to help. Uh, so they were trying to reboot it, and uh, 
you know, it actually kind of sold okay, but it didn't like restart anything. Because I think they made a fourth one too. Because so it must have made must have made money. But uh, but uh, yeah, it was just a. I had some marketing background, but I had no experience in games other than playing a ton of them. And uh, I also had played the Command and Conquer series, so I you know replayed a bunch of it and relied on that to kind of show that I knew what the hell I was talking about. Um, and that was, so that job was, uh, it was a temporary job. It was for nine months. And uh, I worked on that game and a game called <laughs> yeah, Lord of the Rings game called Lord of the Rings Battle for Middle Earth, The Rise of the Witch King. That's the full title. I played that game. I think. Oh, yeah. Was that console? It was like a console uh, JRPG type game? Nope. It was like a no. uh uh it was like a RTS. Oh okay, no, no, not what I not what I was <laughs> yeah. thinking. It was like an uh, uh, Lord of the Rings RTS. So yeah. It was kind of fun. Like, I mean, I don't know. I don't love those games anymore anyway, so uh anyway, uh I was there for a while and I had a really terrible boss that was uh guy who called me like diminutive nicknames and <laughs> Was like a real like, hey, I'm a I'm a fucking glad handing marketing guy. I'm I'm trying to make deals here and there, and saying, hey man, I got you. Trying to be like a cool like a Hollywood cool dude. It was it was awful. It was it was horrible. It was like it was a good uh, warning about Los Angeles. I think and <laughs> some of the people that you can meet in gaming or probably yeah. other entertainment yeah. fields. They're real like. Yeah entertainment people that are yeah. like I, I want to be part of it and video games are as close as i can get uh especially with the marketing people um yeah but uh anyway from there i got a job at activision went straight to activision oh by the way sorry uh, about mm -hmm. how long were you at ea you nine months exact. nine months oh okay i see exactly okay yeah it was got a it. temporary job for the launch of those two games got it uh, with the prospect of me being hired on full time, and my boss sat me down at the end of the uh, internship, I guess it was, and no, I guess it wasn't an internship, the marketing is whatever. Uh, he sat me down and he was like, "We're not hiring you. Sorry, man, you don't got it. <laughs> and I'm like, you don't, you don't got it. You're not gonna make Great. it in this, in this, in this business." I said, "Ah, okay, thanks, man. Later." <laughs> Yeah, it was it was bad, and also I was I couldn't make friends there because I was associated with this person who everyone hated, mm. and I, they were like, "Oh, that's his minion," and so like Unlucky. nobody would fucking talk to me. Everyone would be like arm's length. So unlucky. Yeah, it sucked. Um, but also, you know, there are reasons people don't like marketing in general that are reasonable. So it's sort of like we can talk about this later but like yep uh there's only a certain amount of respect is the wrong word there's only a certain amount of dignity in marketing <laughs> that can be achieved yeah i think that's uh, a good word so we do have a we do have an episode planned for the evils of marketing yeah so. yeah and i mean honestly in the world as it is now there are good reasons there, and good ways to market things so that, you know, you just get the right people to see it and 
make sure they know about the stuff that's good about it. But yeah, that's not what most marketing is. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, moving on. You asked me about my positions. I uh, I went to Activision next, and I from EA. I know I I applied to like everything in the area, um, mm-hmm. even in San Francisco, uh, like up north. So like oh, uh, you I can hang with the other bros. Yes, other, other bros types of there. the tech bros. tech bros. Yeah, instead of uh, what did they call it? Tech. Uh, uh, oh, it'll come to me. Oh, what? Are... Nah, it'll come back to me. I don't know. Um, but anyway, I try. I tried to work at. Uh, let's see. I played. I think is there an Ubisoft in in uh, San Francisco? Maybe and. Um, sure. Oh man, what Who's was gonna that? Fact check you. This was in 1887. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ubisoft and God, I'm blanking on another name. That it was one of those like mid-range publishers that went out of business when everything just turned into like two big publishers. They were they did like mid mid size games like mid- THQs. Yeah, it was it was exactly like THQ. That. Okay, THQ was the developer. I'm trying to remember what the uh, publisher was. Anyway, I didn't go work there. Uh, so yeah, I worked at Activision and I got in working on kids games. So, you know, the least, the least okay, you know. glamorous stuff. Uh, but honestly, that was probably my most positive experience in gaming was oh, that really? role. Yes. I had a great boss. I worked with good people and the games were important to the company but not that important. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like your job was secure, yeah. but nobody really gave a shit about how you marketed the fucking Kung Fu Panda NDS spinoff game, Nintendo DS, uh, uh, which was called Shrek Ogres and Drunkies. Have you seen all the Shrek movies, I, I assume? Uh, I have seen the Shrek movies. It's been a very so long time. The the... The donkey character and the dragon fuck, and they have dragon <laughs> donkeys, uh, and it's like a Nintendogs game where you're taking care of these guys and baby ogres. The fuck? Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. This is for kids? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what is happening? Okay. Well, the fucking isn't on screen. Well, I mean, sure, <laughs> but I feel like this leads to some questions that get asked to the parents of the kids about... Oh, it's fine. Okay. I mean, that's... Okay. All right. I mean, they can have kids. They're just not going to be able to have offspring of their own. Aren't donkeys sterile? Oh, no. Meals are... St- Wait, are, is it donkeys or mules that are sterile? Uh, I don't know. One of them is the maybe cross between the other Aren't one and the horse. Crosses? No, no, no. One... Wait, actually, that, maybe. Anyway, okay. Yeah, I should know <laughs> this, We'll the bestiality podcast. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I was working on kids' games, and I started on, like, uh, I think it was the Shrek 3 movie game, and then the Kung Fu Panda game. For the mo- It was all just... DreamWorks movies were for the most part. So I worked with a licensor who <clears throat> had marketing team of their own and they had all the power. So if they were like, hmm, you know, I don't like the color of the logo. Uh, it's blue. Turn it to like a, a lighter blue and don't say happy, say glad here. And don't say Shrek without the TM next to it or whatever, you know, shit like that. Which was annoying, but at the end of the day, the job was fine. 
<laughs> the job was <laughs> enjoyable. And you, you got to do enough creative stuff that it was, you know, you got to do, work on the trailers and work on the website and the packaging and pull screenshots and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, this, this is what I expected. And I'm, I'm, I'm down for this. Uh, but it was like a go home at the end of the day and don't worry about work sort of thing. So from that role, I... Uh, and about how long was that? Uh, I think it was a year, maybe a year and a half before I moved on to another team in oh, Activision. Okay. I see. Um, and I worked really hard to, and this goes back to, we can talk about my motivation altogether, but uh, mm -hmm. I was like, I want to, I, I want to I get want to, to the, what's that? You want to be great. I want to be great. Yeah. Well, I want to get to the highest paying job I can as fast ah, as I okay. can. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, so yeah, I didn't really have like, oh man, I, I, I thought it was cool at first. Uh, so I worked towards, um, working on the most important, uh, most profitable game series there, which was Call of Duty. Um, which now in retrospect, I'm like, I, I hate that I have anything to do with selling Call of Duty. And right. I think it's a among other things, it's a, it's a it's a marketing arm for Among Us, for the army. What'd you <laughs> well, say? Yeah, I said you said Among, so I said Among Us. Yes, Among Among Us, uh, Among Us. Um, and you know, just I, I played. Let's just say I played so much Call of Duty and other shooters during those years that I, I, I don't, I don't really want to play a game about clicking on people's heads mm. anymore. Or actually, getting the little sticks to get it. I, uh, I still can't believe that people play shooters with controllers. But anyway, it's um, I kind of like it actually because there is with such... auto aim or without auto aim. Without auto aim. Oh, okay. Maybe slight auto aim. Maybe I'll okay. give you a slight. I was gonna say. No, no, though. Yeah. I, I just think uh, if everyone is everyone's on the same level playing field more or less unless they're you know plugging in a mouse somehow and uh it the the, the skill ceiling seems higher for mouse so like if people get to be faster with the mouse at the at the at the max level and the the controllerness of it and the fact that you have to set your move speed rather than it's the speed of your mouse movement uh okay so the speed in which you turn around or see someone sneaking up on you, for example, gives me that second to line up my shot. If I'm if I'm better strategically or tactically yeah, I can see getting that. around I can see there, that. I could. It's that. more likely I might be able to kill them before they can yeah, turn yeah, around or whatever. That. Anyway, it's uh. Well, I guess we won't dissect. We won't ever dissect shooters. We can't play them. But I think yeah, you can't play them. You do point out what is a core problem with shooters is that. There's not enough HP in most of them. Um, I mean, yeah, if a headshot kills you, yeah, which is. Kind I mean, of the that's point the also. that's the halo difference, that is, though. Yeah, that's the yeah, halo difference. True. There's there's the only one shot is if you are behind them and melee them. Anyway, uh, shooters. So yeah, yeah. So I, I really worked uh, towards getting to know the the team that worked on Call of Duty and, you know, tried to ingratiate myself with the marketing team of Call of Duty and say like, hey, let them know I wanted to work in it. And I moved over there and I was in charge 
Okay, well, uh, so I moved over there as we were just spinning up the marketing team, starting up the marketing team for uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, the original, which was kind of like the big, it was it was sort of like a, a an apex for them uh, in Call of Duty-ness, although they probably have outdone the sales by now, but it was sort of, the players also think of it as sort of like a specially good chapter um and that that working on that team was extremely stressful so it was a there was a lot of pressure everyone in the building knew you were working on the most important game uh the higher up suits executives knew you were working on these games and and I would say stop you in the hall and say things like, "Hey, you know, I saw the I saw the latest Modern Warfare two, MW two trailer, and I had some comments on, it and I want to get make sure they get they get heard." And I, like everyone, had an opinion on every fucking thing you worked on, and uh, it was hard to you had to do a lot of work just to get things through approvals. Like that was just your life was approvals, uh, my life was approvals, um, and invoices. Good stuff. Uh, so at that point, I was still an associate marketing guy. I wasn't leading any teams. I was just uh, being being led and uh, <laughs> helping helping being out. Commanded. I got to I got to uh, be in charge of the marketing campaign for the the like shittier um, console titles, like the, the the Wii version and the the Nintendo DS version, which were had to be different games essentially. Uh, so I got some stuff to like really practice on that didn't, didn't matter that much. Like they didn't really worry about that. They were like the PlayStation and the, right. and, and the uh, Xbox and eventually PC. But even at the time they were not PC market was not as big and they hadn't made it big. Um, I mean, you couldn't even, you still had to like buy the box for PC in those days, right? Like, right, cause right, it wasn't right. on steam and there was no Activision launcher. Uh, like, was it on Steam? It might have been on Steam initially. Really? Yeah, I get the Steam was around then. Steam. Oh, but it wasn't. Well, huh. anyway, we don't have. Yeah, to, don't have no, to you may be it. right. You actually may be right because you're right. You had to buy the buy the box. I can't remember. I, I worked so much. I thought That's so bad. much about the the console versions. I didn't really. The PC was, as many suspect, an afterthought. <laughs> uh, so shocking! I can't yep. believe it. Um, although there's, uh, the developers are more, more into them, of course, cause there's more PC gamers on the developer right. side, but like the publishers are like, where's the, where's, where are we getting our money? And that's where, that's where you make the game good. Uh, well, if you don't sell it on the PC, then you can't make money. Yes. From self, it. self-fulfilling Crazy. prophecy. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I worked on that game and, uh, worked with good people, like very, Hard workers, very smart people. Uh, some people that were certainly like mentally imbalanced, like manic people <laughs> uh, that managed to, they were like, okay, you know, people that had families that were like, I'm going to be at the office or I'm going to be on my smartphone answering emails seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Like that's, I'm, I'm going to do that and I'm going to do it well. And I'm going to say thank you for it. 
because I know it's going to get me a shit ton of money. And you so, know, uh-huh. I think that's, I think that's most of them, but there are people that want to do that. Um, uh, yes, I'd say it's I, more than, yeah. more than that. I'd, I, I'd say yeah. some of these guys are, they have, they have that kind of brain. That's like, yeah. I want, I gotta, I gotta do it. And I gotta do it now all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I'm like, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here now all the time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got to lie down fit, all the time. Say. <laughs> I'm like, I want to lie down. Uh, so uh, they, some of the people I worked with were complete assholes and some of them were total nice people. Um, the assholes made it hard and uh I had to work. I had to basically be on call all the time. Not as much as my bosses did, but I had to do a lot of that. Like, what? What? What the fuck does marketing on call do? <laughs> so, uh, well, one example is we put out the when we put out the TV commercial. If there's uh, if anyone spots right. anything wrong in any area, you got to be able to like get on the phone with the cable company or the, or the, the, the trailer company, et cetera, et cetera. Or Got if it. like something goes live and one of your partners raises a stink about it, like the fucking Xbox logo is wrong. And they're like, you take this right down right now or gotcha, it deals gotcha, off. Gotcha. It's stuff like that. Um, and uh, answering the whims of higher ups that work all the time and have like ideas like, hey, could you... Um, I saw the partnership with uh, Monster that you're doing. Let's get a partnership going with Pepsi by t- by next week. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> so you're like, all right. And now we have to like have emails among our team to s- interpret these things and say like, well, that's impossible. Like, what should we, what do we do? And all that, you know, that kind of stuff. We'd actually make stuff. Ha- we were the team actually doing the stuff. So we had to make sure it actually was doable. So So stuff like that. You're on call for... Shit like that. It's not important, but <laughs> it's not like a doctor right. being on call <laughs> or right. a psychiatrist, maybe. But uh, on call we were, and there was also th- it was a startup mentality. Like they talk about that all the time. Ooh, like I we, love have, we have a startup mentality. Like you are lucky to be here. Like this is if you don't want to work the hardest you've ever worked in your life, what the fuck are you doing here? Which all right, fair. They said it, but. Also, it sucks. And also, we didn't need to work that hard and could have done just as I mean, well. That's, that's, that is the key. That's yeah. the shit that bothers me. Yeah. Is we didn't have to do that. And we could have done just as well. Maybe even better because we wouldn't have all been burnt out afterwards. Um, so Success in spite of is something maybe we should revisit. I think it's a common problem in discourse uh, in I think it's getting better, but this happens in re- the total tangent, but this happens in restaurants, right? Um, there's this um, restaurateur, chef, personality writer, uh, mm-hmm. Jake Henry Lopez-Alt that I follow. He's talked about this. Um, there's this big, especially in like Gordon Ramsay restaurants, uh, like celebrity chefs are restaurants. Mm-hmm. There's a big, um, there's a large, there's like widespread acceptance of the idea of like overworking your chef, berating them, yelling at them, right. stuff like that, right? And I think his idea is very simply that, like, you there's you don't need to do that. The restaurants are successful, but not successful because of that, right? And yeah. if you think there's some loss in quality, which, you know, 
I don't think there is. But even if there is, I think we need to be able to live with that. But the point is like, you know, just because you are successful doing it in some way, it doesn't mean it means you can be successful in spite of what you did, right? Not, yeah, exactly. not because of everything you did. And, and people, anyway. most people hit a limit, hit a limit, and then you get yeah. uh, diminishing returns on yeah. the work they're doing. And you might even uh, engender hatred for you. Whoa, crazy. That's <laughs> People might actually believe. think you're, you might actually hate your guts and hate your company after, <laughs> after you do that. Um, so you might go through people and never have long any long-term knowledge or expertise in your teams and companies. But anyway. You know, this is what you just described as Amazon's. Hmm. I guess it doesn't. It doesn't reveal anything if I about where I work, whether or not it's at Amazon. I could work at Amazon, for all you know. Um, yeah. the, well, you basically describe Amazon's entire hiring philosophy. Uh, uh, is it? Yeah, it's just hire a ton of people, pay them entry level wages, treat them like so crap, overwork them, and if they survive, then you promote them. Yeah, yeah. People who can eat the most shit, you you promote. Uh, this reminds me of the studies that have been done on the four-day work week. Like uh, the study after study shows that productivity is consistently higher out of people who work four days a week instead of five. Uh, unless you are a total, you know, manic alpha person, which maybe everyone, maybe more people think they want to be or can be than actually can. I have some. When we do the Regal podcast, I can talk about this. Actually, okay. learn a lot of lessons about. I mean, I want to talk about this in my in context of my own yeah, yeah, life yeah. too. Uh, Go for it. I well, mean, because we'll we both it. talked yeah, about we'll being like lazy. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so after Call of Duty, I was like, um, "Wow, that was hard." <laughs> Let's. I need to take. I need to take like a step. I, I can't stay on Call of Duty. Even though they were like, you have a place on Call of Duty. Uh, was it Black Ops next or World of World at War next? One of those. Um, you you know, I, I could have stayed on the team and I was like, no, thanks. That was brutal. And uh, I, so I worked on some other miscellaneous action titles for another year and a half. Still at Activision? Yeah, still at Activision. Okay. I was there for and I'm guessing four or five years maybe. Oh, okay, so I'm guessing Call of Duty was like a year, a year and a half. Yeah, it was about a year okay. and a half of the of of life. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. And uh, I worked on some miscellaneous acting games. Oh, I should have worn the shirt. Um, one called <laughs> we're Singular. Not a, we're not recording, so who? <laughs> uh, just for you. Uh, oh, okay. Fair. Uh, one called Singularity, which is mm -hmm. a, a like a time travel shooter that has some good ideas, but they never had the time or money to finish it, and. It, they were just like, we got to kick this thing out the door. So do be like that. Yeah. Uh, there was that. And uh, the other one was a game called True Crime Hong Kong. Uh, did you ever heard of the True Crime series? There were yes. three games. Yes. But there's not very true, much. There's True Crime New York, Los Angeles, Hong Kong. There might have been a rapper in the main, in like, <laughs> not in the main role, but in like, uh, Celebrity cameo? I don't know. Okay. Anyway, uh, it was a it was a Grand Theft Auto type game. Yeah. Uh, at uh, internally, they called it a driver fighter shooter. 
okay. uh, GTA game. Uh-huh. Um, and actually, that game had some fun ideas. I mean, you don't see many games in Hong Kong, one, mm-hmm. uh, with an Asian protagonist. Mm-hmm. And uh, having having the martial arts and the driving and the shooting, usually it's more like driving, shooting, and like gangsters and shit like that. Right. Uh, so it's cool to be also able to also kick ass as well. I guess it's kind of like Batman. Uh, <laughs> well, fair. Uh, but it was a it was a pretty good game, and uh, but I don't think it got much attention because we didn't get a lot of money to market it. Um, do you and think it was, that was? Hmm? I was going to say, like, do you? Um, in your this is I guess another tangent, but in your experience, do you feel like there's a direct correlation between like having a large having like a, enough marketing budget? Yeah. Uh, to make the money. Yeah, you got to um, unless you're unless you're part of a series that already has you know people that want to buy it sight unseen you gotta you you have to do enough marketing to just get above the din of the biggest marketing so the halos the call of duties the mario and zeldas i guess do you think Um, the same thing applies to um indie games or do you think maybe the market is like somehow different it does apply to indie games, but I right. think since even since the time of Call of Duty MW two, they uh, it's improve uh, um, ways to surface indie games has improved. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's more marketplaces where you can browse stuff where you don't have to see the the marketing on TV or on right. some other site or whatever on IGN.com. Uh, I, I, so I hope I hope they're doing better. I don't really know, but uh, people st- are still making indie games, and some do, some do get a lot of attention. I think yeah, tw- uh, streaming Twitch was a huge part of that. Mm, that is okay. marketing, but it's marketing done by the players generally. Uh, although sometimes they're paid. <laughs> but you Ray know, Shadow Legends. What's what's that? You never heard of Raid Shadow Legends? Uh uh. Uh-uh. The greatest. You don't watch a lot of. Uh, well, I, I guess it's kind of over now, but it was. Uh, it was kind of a meme because it's. Um, it's like the most grossly. Uh, Obviously, marketed. Marketed. Um, they target like influencers, basically. Said the yeah. dirty word again. Uh, like every mm-hmm. every streamer or YouTuber has gotten like a huge paycheck from raid at some point, or at least every, been offered. It's funny. It. I've never even yeah, heard like of every single like crosses every like they don't care who your audience audience is. What your content is, what kind of games you play. If you have an audience, they will pay you money to premium mobile game. Mm. You won't last ten seconds playing this game. It says, "Yeah, that's right." Raid Shadow Legends. Wow. Huh. Most people funny. don't last ten seconds playing this game, but it's <laughs> yeah, for a different reason. I actually, don't. Uh, oh, this sucks. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll yeah, escape so the intro eventually. We're we're. Getting close. okay, so uh, true crime Activision thing. You left Activision at some point. So th- at this point, you're like eight years into your career in games, right? If yeah, that, that sounds about right. Let me. I'm gonna bring up my LinkedIn. Oh, because <laughs> I can't remember. Excuse me. Yes, that's me. Uh, yep, that's me. All right. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, Activision, I was there for four years, four months. So I was really only in games for about five years by then. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then I was... Uh, and next I went to Riot Games, which there I was there almost six years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, is that it? Is that all I did? Jeez, it seemed like forever. Uh, <laughs> uh, between uh, so at Activision after Activision I, I was looking for uh, I was still working there they didn't fire me but I I, I had had enough of the, the, the most recent leadership there mm. I, I just found them really horrible and I every day I was like what the fuck am I doing here? So I wanted to, <laughs> so I started looking for other jobs and I right. uh, interviewed around again, but also uh, a lot of people I worked with at Activision, including my, uh, one of the people I worked with, the two of the people I worked with on the kids games mm -hmm. uh, worked at Riot Games and the head of marketing there was a guy I worked with and oh, he okay. knew, he was like, he already knew I was, I did good work. And so I was very lucky, like this guy that knew, worked with me got in early at Riot because he knew I was friends with people who are friends with people who are friends with people and uh, became the head marketing guy in t for, a, I think, like a decade, like forever. Like he, it was, I mean, the guy can buy helicopters now, like <laughs> he knew this, he knew that job was, was his payday and. Uh, when I saw that, I was like, oh, maybe I can, maybe, maybe I can get a, a sniff and, but also Riot fucking games was like an actual developer publisher. You know, right. like I'd get to work with the developers, the developers of Call of Duty were in, were halfway across town. Like, right. uh, the, most of the developers were either, were in different buildings or at least in the office park of Activision, but they were not, I, I wasn't like, you know running into people at the mm -hmm. at the coffee machine or whatever uh coffee maker uh so right yeah that was exciting because it was i was like oh this is a legitimate you know sort of buy by by gamers for gamers place like i i was excited about that and i thought well uh one of the ongoing problems i had at ea and activision is a lot of the marketing people i met weren't as into video games as I was. Mm -hmm. They were more just like, oh, I'm in, I want to be in, like, I like video games, but I want to be in entertainment marketing. Um, which, and that surprised like me and disappointed me. me. <laughs> it surprised why, and disappointed me. Yeah, I don't know. Why what? Why would anyone want to be in entertainment marketing? That sounds, I, I think that, um, that kind of blows my mind. I think, I mean, I, I think it's going to be high paying because it is like, uh, okay. I mean, I guess like marketing in these things, it can be high paying. Yeah. Is that the, is that what it's you want enough, though, to be huh? about? I mean, I, yeah, I guess you could go into right. finance if that were the, yeah, exactly. you wanted. I mean, I guess it's, hard. it's easier. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I well, actually, no, but marketing for a product, like going to work for fucking Procter and Gamble, I think would be easier yeah I, way I easier that's... entertainment is like the other thing about entertainment and crossing with marketing is unlike say programming 
everyone thinks they know a little bit about marketing. Because, mm. you know, you do know a little bit about marketing. You've seen commercials, you know, you know this and that. It feels like you know more than you probably do. Uh, same with entertainment. You, same with game oh, design. Yeah, same with game design. <laughs> same with entertainment. Like, everyone, you know, no one gave a shit in the, you know, in the publisher building about, uh, I don't know, specific specific modes in Modern Warfare 2, like the yeah. co-op mode. You know, they didn't get, there's not, nothing to sink their teeth into. But if you're making a trailer and you're throwing an event mm. uh, and celebrities are going to be there, all the fucking, you know, like I said, all these people that don't care about games that work in games want to shake hands with actors and shit like yeah. that. They want to, you know, they're like Donald Trump. They want to meet, they just want to be among the, the famous people. And, among us? Among us. Um, uh, you know, there's star fuckers and, and, yeah. and the like. So uh, where, where was I going with that? I mean, I can't wrap my mind around these people, but anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, wanted, people who get into You wanted to escape these people and go to and don't the heaven. don't games. Yeah. You wanted to escape these people and reach the heaven that is Riot Games. Yeah, the heaven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's still uh, so at Riot Games. There was still like the clear, like I wouldn't say utter disdain for marketing among the developers, but you could tell, right? Like when you're talking to certain people, yeah. you know, you can tell when they just are like, "I fucking hate you," <laughs> in their eyes. They're like, "I, I don't give a shit." You're like, I'm not even listening to what you're saying. I just, you, you took, I've already written you off. You know, you know, having the—I don't know if you've yeah. had those conversations, but I had a lot of them. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I, I have those on the other side sometimes, but yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You're like, fuck no. this guy, yeah. Uh, and yeah, fine. I mean, looking—it makes sense because in in many cases, marketing people get their fucking hands on your baby, your art. I mean, you're—you literally are like, I made this game, and this fucking business major asshole gets to name it gets to name my game i mean i get it i would be pissed too so so yeah i I mean over time i i think people trusted me a bit more because i showed that i did give a shit about the game i played games like i was an actual person that played hardcore games which most marketing people didn't um do um so i you know that that helped a lot but you know, it's still you're always going to be sort of the other team. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I worked on. Uh, I got hired at Riot to work on an upcoming game that turned into their digital card game, the Legends of Runeterra. Right, that's what it is, Legends of Runeterra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Which? Um, who made that name? But uh... not me. It wasn't me. My name was even worse, and I'm not even going to say it. Uh, <laughs> So I worked on that game when it was made by a different developer before they took it in-house. Um, and I worked on it for like two years, almost three, where they were they were like, when they hired me, they were like, we are going to launch this game in six months. Oh, yeah, same. And then we're going to launch this game in, a, in another year. Next year, we're going to launch this game. It kept getting to that point where... Uh, they were like, all right, it's time to expand the audience, like get beta testers in. And people were like, 
it's not good enough. This game's this game's not good enough. Mm. So it kept going back. I would redo the marketing plan. Uh, you know, re-get approved for whatever budget and all that stuff. Which looking back, if I had known all that stuff was gonna happen, uh, if I had known it would be delayed and delayed and delayed, that game that job probably would have been pretty nice. Like I would have been like, oh, I there's no real pressure here, but internally there was huge pressure like right. no like you have to be prepared for launching this in three months at any given time <laughs> like okay all right i will line up some events and start outlining a trailer we don't even have visuals it's like stuff like that so but it was um it was fun from a marketing perspective because i got to do like from the beginning to the end planning like even planning like what our you know uh content drops would be you know new cards and stuff um Ooh. talking about how we were going to do events and tournaments and uh, multiplayer stuff and over time when the team got to know me i got i mean like you said you know everyone thinks they know something about game design i got to be more of a voice in the room for that kind of thing because they're like oh okay you actually know some of what you're talking about um but that game got canceled again and again. Not canceled. It got um, sent back to the beginning again and again. Um, At some point, by the way, I'd be really interested in learning about uh, how that happened exactly. But definitely not this episode since we're already three Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of reasons. Some of it was it, it didn't... By the time it was ready to release... So for the time it was the project was started... League of Legends looked a certain way. It didn't look like your AAA best game ever stuff. It was you know best budget ever. It was like it was it had some jank. Uh, and when we launched, so, when we when we a lot of jank. And when we had yeah. when we started up, uh, it was called Bacon internally. It was Project mm -hmm. Bacon, um, which leaked a couple times, and players because of the internet bacon thing. People were like, "Oh, it's just a joke. It's not. It's not anything real. It's great and it's fake." It's so it was great. What a great code name. Um. Yeah. So we don't so have to. We don't have to get into it. Well, let's save it for the Bacon Podcast. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah I mean, one of it was that it didn't look good enough at one point, and another one was it just wasn't fun enough. Uh, we had Mana Screw was one of the problems. You'd be happy to hear. Mana screw was a problem for everybody. Um, so eventually I got to the point where I was like, and my boss was like, no, it was me. I was like, I gotta, I want to work on a game that, on something that's going to come out because I'm worried <laughs> my resume for three years is basically like, yeah, I've worked yeah. on this secret project and, you know, I have yeah. nothing really to show for it. Yeah. Um, so I was like, yeah, I want to work on something like that. And uh, I jumped to a few different projects. One of them was when they were trying to redo the the launcher client thing. Like I was part of that, like where they scrubbed it and made it look, look a little better. Um, a lot better. And uh, lot better. Yeah. tried to fix a lot of the jank. Some of the jank we couldn't get out. We were like... You know why do we why do we have to have the launcher that launches a launcher that launches a launcher? But eventually, all that got a little better. Um, you did marketing for this? 
Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So he didn't do trailers. It's all internal. It's all to your own audience. So we did a did an alpha program where veteran players could come in and give feedback and things like that. Um, which helps, which actually did help us catch bugs and things like that. But sure. it was, well, all you need to know is the marketing team was running the alpha. <laughs> so the, there you go. It was, it was about sort of, you know, easing people into the new look and making sure it wasn't, didn't become as a one big, like, boom, here it is. Surprise. I hate it. Change is hard. It's just making, it was making the, helping the community get used to the change and, okay. So this was more like PR than marketing, right? Well, marketing encompasses well, PR. I guess that's true, but I guess specifically it's only the PR side and not the creative ads, uh, new release e side. Yeah. And honestly, yeah, it's... So you're right, but in, uh, they'd refer to it... PR is when you work... Uh, Press relations, uh, like you, you work with. Oh, I see. That's the the, the press, you know, or yeah, or yeah. 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 Uh, 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 I'm trying to remember all the press. Uh, Gamespot and IGN, Kotaku. those guys, Kotaku, and um, and you know, you tried to get, and they they'd also try to get, you know, in New York Times and shit like that. But yeah, yeah. I see. Uh, anyway, yeah. So there's that, but then there's also uh, what I guess is like a community management. It's mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. it's not. Well, actually, no, we had people who were on the forums and I wrote up like, hey, man, here's 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 the way to position this thing we're doing. You write it and talk to the people <laughs> and they're like, got it. That ruled, by the way, at, at fucking Activision. I had to do like, you know, Facebook and Twitter posts and yeah. stuff like that. And that's just like so much work when it's not automated, uh, which was not, which is the future yeah. of this. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and I'm not a, like, I can write business stuff, but I wouldn't be able to do a, like, how do you do fellow kids with gamers? <laughs> I don't think. Right. Uh, that, I, I, I think in general, that's not a good idea anyway, but yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like the, the people who were writing it were, were younger and more like yeah. the audience that was on the forums. So, you know, it made sense. Um, and we, we, Riot was really good about going out of their way to not lie. Uh, they did lie sometimes, but they, compared to other companies, before. they were like, we, I, we want to be as truthful as we can be. Right, right. Uh, uh, and that sometimes just means we're going to withhold some information that looks as, makes us look even worse yeah. but will it will say but but for the most part we want to be like honest and say like where things are difficult and where things are going well or going not well and not try to spin it too much and mm -hmm. that was nice about working at riot like so you know like i was talking about the example of hey here's the the basic talking points about how we want people to think about the thing look for comments about it and jump in and talk to them about it but you know you don't have to be heavy-handed like you don't have to you don't have to say like by you know don't you know you gotta lie about this thing or you know diffuse this thing all the time right if you're if you're doing things right hopefully there's it's all building towards it being positive anyway so that was 
kind of it. Like I worked for a while on originally the client update was going to be a huge encompassing like <laughs> actually this is funny because you mentioned this thing it was a like what if we it was like what if we made a blizzard launcher but it's also for all our games but but it's also but it's also a social network uh-oh okay <laughs> what if what if the biggest game audience in the world had a social network right here so it Great. was stuff it was it was that kind of thing and it was also yeah. trying to standardize the client across international uh uh offices which turned out to be a terrible idea so they didn't do that because uh, every every office has very there's always specific shit in your in your region and only then they know about it you know the, well, they, yeah, that part is certain things yeah. pc bongs okay. need that they don't need in turkey <laughs> you know stuff like that right anyway uh where was I? Yeah, I guess that's that's kind of it. Like I worked on a, a bunch of um, miscellaneous projects and I was on for a while. I was the head for uh, like long term planning of publishing for the the tactical shooter, the the side scroller, the the, the bullet hell game, you know, whatever. I mean, they, they've worked on everything, so I'm not really revealing anything. But um, so I got to do do that and that it was fine by the end. But by the end, it was like um, uh, I wasn't working on anything that big anymore because mm. part of it was I had started to um, burn out. Like I was right. I was already like I, I, this. I can't I don't like this job. I don't like the people I work with. I don't like life here. Like this is, I was depressed and and right. anxious all the time. Like couldn't sleep, that kind of stuff. So, well, I that turned out to be a separate issue. But what's that? The sleeping thing turned out to be a separate issue. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's but... right. I was always <laughs> tired. Um, and so I was already trying to find a role that was a little more laid back, and that's what that uh, client update turned into like actually originally it was much more complicated and much more uh stressful but it, it turned into that and like updating the mobile app which they didn't really do enough on anyway so fuck it uh i didn't even know they had a mobile app so you know. i don't even know if they do anymore it was the, yeah. the it was basically you could talk to your friends list when yeah. you're not at your computer um so from there i was like i want to quit but I stuck around for my stock options to mature to vest. Same. So real good stuff. Real uh, classic, uh, classic capitalist behavior. Yep. Real dignified and uh, it's great meaning to everything I did. So what uh, was your, uh, well, I guess, uh, actually, no. Let's let's talk about this still first. What was your your biggest title by the time you um that I worked you know, on near the end there? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Sorry, your biggest uh, professional title. Oh, uh, the thing that sits across your mahogany desk in your yeah. You know, I still office. on LinkedIn here have a senior brand manager, but they I was a okay. marketing director. Okay. Which is all uh, it's all the same, same thing, thing, but it's right? like levels yeah. of executives and yeah, yeah, yeah. 
scales and shit like that. But it's and at some point you had reports. You're, right? you're leading something. I was leading yeah. more teams at the time than mm, a senior okay. brand manager, quote unquote. Senior and at some point you had. <laughs> at some point you had reports, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. As I as I went um, after Call of Duty, I I was promoted and had two or three people working uh, on my team. And then in Riot, I was I was tasked with building the marketing team uh, for the card game and hired a number of people that moved on to other projects within the company. Um, so I had like, I don't know, I had like a team of five then. And then later it was more like technically I had like 20 reports, but I only had the bot, the in-between middle managers actually talk to me most of the time. Right. Um, and it's, it's, there's good things and bad things about promotions and management, but it was there's also, what's that? There's good things. Uh, more money. Okay. Well, <laughs> you got me there. marginally more control, but yeah, still usually if you're a middle manager, all the fun decisions are somebody else, but um i literally yeah. just had a very a conversation about with my um my manager and my uh well he's uh complicated but someone who almost became a manager i guess mm-hmm. about this so it's on my mind like two hours ago oh anyway. okay did you learn anything you want to share uh well, mostly. So the person who almost became a manager um, went the IC. So in tech, IC is individual contributor. Um, so you get mm-hmm. promoted up the same like pay scale ladder, but you're not managing. So it's harder. You have to like demonstrate that you're really, really good at your job. Yeah. Without managing other people. Without having to um, do the management shit. Because like when you're a manager, you can just be like, hey, my team did this. Cool. <laughs> yeah. But as an IC, you have to be like, well, actually, I did all of this, uh, you know. Because uh, you know you can't you can't just be like hey my team yeah my team fucked up this one thing and yeah um, so I mean uh, you're we, still responsible but yeah it's the same yeah so it's just much harder right you have to but um, he said he's he would actually have been okay with becoming a manager if it came down to it mm-hmm. like he wouldn't have hated it but um, we talked a little bit about how it seems a little um, a little pointless if you zoom out enough about how much energy gets put into like which teams have how many people and which projects get put on which teams and like which i guess might be a tech thing specifically uh i don't know if that's the same thing in games but yeah what, like, what do you mean I, I guess i'm not following yeah so in tech it's like um so uh let's say i need to pick give me a i, I need to give an example that's hard makes it hard to pin down where i work um, <laughs> okay. Let's say you work for a for a uh, investment company, right? You work uh-huh. for Schwab, and you're part of their. So, like, you know, a team. There might be a quote unquote like, you know, website investment org, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But within the org, there might be a bunch of sub teams, and the you know they have names, but the responsibilities are not always well defined. Oh, it's really? just like okay, at a high level, it's like okay, well, we need. Uh, actually, you know, in games, it's it's probably very similar. The client is a, kind of the same thing, right? You mm-hmm. might you might have you know the whole backend team, and then you might have one section of like eight people that's like the matchmaking team or like the yeah or whatever. But right? they're not a whole vertical yeah feature exactly. by themselves. So is that what you mean? at any 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, at any given time, this team might their priorities might have to change mm -hmm. because, like, a the org really wants us to uh, implement matchmaking for the new game, for example. Right? I know you yeah. work on League of Legends matchmaking right now, but uh, you know, and then there has to be some argument about like, hey, we want this project. We we really want you to give us this project, or we really don't want you to give us this project. Mm -hmm, we really don't mm -hmm. want you to give us this project. Right, um, and then there's this all this energy and and effort between sometimes two teams want the same project, right? And they have mm -hmm. to, the managers have to like argue over it. Um, sometimes yep. a team uh, wants the project, but they're like, hey, to get we can do this project, but you need to give us two more headcounts. We need yeah. to hire two more mm -hmm. people, and our manager's like, no, and then managers, so uh, we're just talking about how it, it seems. It, when you zoom out, it seems so pointless that there's so much energy wasted on this right? Maybe i mean not wasted but i don't know about wasted doesn't it doesn't yeah. it have to kind of happen more or less i think i guess so you would think that what's the because like you know that's that takes up like you know there's a manager being paid like hundred. yeah i mean zooming out for an individual person like right. it's right. it sucks because it's not it's it's like a yeah, I mean, it's a job. It's a it's an expertise that is separate yeah. from whatever you started. Yeah. In, you know, whatever it's like you got a, in this for. It's like a procedural. It's like politics, right? It's mm -hmm. like a. It is office politics. It is, yeah. it is basically politics. Yeah, it's just like you have to. What you have to do is you have to like negotiate with people about mm -hmm. things that everyone agrees needs to get done, and the minutia you're negotiating about doesn't contribute necessarily to actually doing the thing. Right? It's all about like. Who is doing it? Where is it being done? And what is the priority? And all that stuff. Yeah, and if you um, screw that stuff up, it can really yeah, it's bad. It can be really bad. And I mean, we screw it up all the time. I think. <laughs> yeah. So my first, the first team I joined, um, took basically the manager or like the there was like you know a director level person was like, hey, I want this project, and just took it. So. Yeah. Uh, he was like, hey, this project, uh, I have a couple more teams that work in this field in my office because he, he was like the site director too of the local office. He was like, hey, I want this project. He just took it and gave it to us. And then my, um, like some of the older members of my team like went to, uh, the, went to the other team to like hand over the project, right? It's like, hey, sorry, we're, we're just the messengers here. And the other huh. team like refused to talk to them and Jeez. like meet with them at any point. So they were just like hanging out in this other city by themselves. It was like, hey, you want to talk to us about like handing over your project? They were like, no. Huh. Fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, times. yeah. And I mean, that that jockeying for position among managers is a big yeah. part of your life at that, at that stage. Yeah. I mean, I talked about joining the Call of Duty team. That was jockeying with other people. Uh, almost yeah, every other yeah, team yeah. person in marketing wanted to work on that team. And you, were the, you won the, battle, the victory royale. Yeah, I'm the best. Uh, but, uh, you know, you, it, it, there's a lot of... Um, I don't like conflict. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like people not liking yeah. me. I don't yeah. like making people sad or angry. And there was a there was a lot of conflict in that in that job, and I I um I'm I think I'm good at being a boss in terms of like planning a, a thing from the beginning yeah. to the end and thinking thinking it through and then building the team and the budget and all that stuff from there. Like I can do that stuff, and I I think I'm good at it. Um, but I break down when it comes to 
like firing someone who's bad or mm. firing someone who's not bad, but just not good enough. Mm. Uh, firing people. Yeah. I, I can't like, I, it's like, it's, it's so hard. I, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I know there are reasons for the company that it's good. It's good for your career and shit like that. And you have to do it. Like if you don't get rid of bad people, you have a bunch of bad people. Your company's gonna suffer, but it sucks, right? It personally sucks. Like unless you hate them, even then it makes me stressed out. Mm, okay. Even then it makes me stressed out. See, I, I'm like surprised to hear you say this, given the la the content of our last episodes about how uh, about our disagreements about how okay it is to like righteously murder people. But I'm not. Uh, yeah, I mean that's more cut and dry to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going to put a, you know, like if it were, if I were sitting across from a fossil fuel executive, it would be different. But I'm like, it's like a guy in his early 20s who's yeah, like, I, I get, I get, this I is get his it. job that keeps him in his apartment in LA, right? right like, right. and I know he'll find another job. Like, he'll figure, he'll fucking well, figure it out, maybe, hopefully. Yeah. But it sucks. Yeah. It's like something I didn't, I really didn't enjoy. Like, I really yeah, like dreaded it every time. I didn't like interviewing and hiring people very much either mm. because that decision, it, it's so, you, you really have so little information. Uh, and it's, it's, I wasn't trained to interview people. So, you know, I'm just trying to figure out if I'm, I'm even asking the right questions, stuff like that. Um, and then stuff like, um, deciding on how much to pay your employees and by deciding on i mean your bosses give you a certain amount for the entire organization and you have to figure out what is the least you can pay your team essentially Le uh, for least for the company yeah because you're spending more of the company's money but personally if I think my people are good, I want to pay them as much as I can. Like I want to pay them more, uh, but I can't probably. You know, I, I can only. You know, I, you have to fight right. for the ones that right. really right. deserve it, and that's a fight. And you can get stuff, but even then, it's not like, you know, if I could get, I don't give a shit. Like if I could give people uh, as much money as they want right. to be happy in this job, I would do that. Fundamentally, uh, that's this is like a capitalist issue, right? Like yeah, yeah, it is. The, the point of capitalism is to uh, is to um, standardize conflict, right? It's like hmm. we accept that there will be all these conflicts of interest, and we we accept we we standardize them, we put them into our processes. But the outcome yeah. is what you just described, where people at every level then have to fight all the time, right? Yeah, and I guess think think about the sort of person that survives in that or environment yeah. the longest yep. mm -hmm. or even thrives in that environment mm -hmm. you are going to get a certain sort of people mm -hmm. at the in the power positions of companies and and mm -hmm. in politics as well i would think right mm -hmm. like you mm -hmm. you have to be you have to have a certain amount of distance or ruthlessness or narcissism mm -hmm. whatever whatever gets you past the i got the last one do you yeah, I do. Okay. I love. All right. I think I'm the greatest shit that's ever walked the earth, baby. Yeah, but you do nice things, though. Is that's, it just that's... so people say you're a good guy? No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, I actually wanted to. 
add on to your point with the various, which is, I think that's definitely true, but I do think that can change. I think we can make systems to help it change. I think yeah. some companies are really good about this. Um, I think companies are slowly getting better about this where, so for example, pay, right? Um, mm -hmm. Many companies that do a thing where the pay is non-negotiable. It's based on a standardized uh, value um, based on that's, ba your that's based on your location. Or... Well, it depends. Right? Based on your location, uh, your level, your mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, what is what is it called? It's the amount of money it costs to live at a certain yeah, cost place. of living. Cost of living, yeah. Uh, and it's based on like industry standards. So the top, you know, you get paid at you know the top, the eighty fifth percentile of the industry or whatever, right? Based mm -hmm, on mm -hmm. samples, and it's non negotiable. There's no no, you get paid this amount and that's it. Um, and then there's like a bonus, which is also based on, so, you know, those kind of things it's, can help yeah, it's consistent massage and, the process. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because uh, what you bring up is a, is another big, like, you, uh, thing that is separate from whatever uh, industry you're trying to get into or whatever right. uh, interest you have. Um, when you interview, which is another, another skill, but uh, mm -hmm. when you interview, you also often have to, they don't, a lot of the times the company does not say what the job pays. You mm. have to say what you want to be paid. Which is just terrible, right? But if you say too much, they'll be like, oh, the arrogance of this person <laughs> to, to, to do this. But if you say too little, they're like, oh, this person doesn't value their work. Yeah. yeah. It's all this bullshit. And it's also, and you're not supposed to talk about your salary with your coworkers because everyone's making a little something different. Some people might be just making a hundred fucking thousand more because they go and drink with the boss on the weekends. You know, stuff like that happens. Um, I remember coming across the, what people are paid once I was at a manager level and I was like, I think there's some bad decisions here. <laughs> I think there's some very yeah. bad decisions here. Yeah. Uh, no, I can't disagree, but I, from, at least from, I guess tech is like a very forward thinking industry. Right. Um, but I do think looking around a lot of that stuff is getting better, but it's still true that the people I mean, who that... survive are like the people who become managers are a certain type of people. Right. And you can, there are things you can do to improve that, but. And I mean, know. there are, there are. I'm not saying there's no, no absolutely good people, smart people that are managers, but yeah, or CEOs, them, but I think, or, yeah, yeah, but I think PPs. you're going to get your majority being yeah. sort of sort of another type of person. But uh, now that we've talked about for an hour or so about my whole <laughs> my whole that whole resume, uh, I something that. Uh, was consistent in my whole career is I never wanted to, you know, I was lazy you know I never I was depressed I was depressed and lazy and Same. I never wanted to work like I right. work was always like something that I didn't enjoy and I was always like oh, I just want to I just want to play video games and fuck around and stuff like that right. like I wasn't a, a noble it was no noble cause or anything I was mm -hmm. just I was a I was a privileged, um, a privileged fail son, as they say. Um, except I guess I wasn't really failing, but I was, I was following a path that was, I, I essentially only got into because I thought it would be 
would match my interests, video games. Mm -hmm. And so there would be a certain ease of learning Mm -hmm. that game, uh, that job. And uh, I got into, first I went to business school because I had no idea what I wanted to do. So I was like, well, how can I most quickly make money so that I can retire as early as possible and sit around and fuck around and not do anything? Yeah, you succeeded in that part. I, I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, like, yeah. I mean, if you look at my my quote unquote career leading up to this point, that's what it was. It was yeah. like, I'm going to work my ass off and it's going to fucking suck. And I'm going to keep putting myself in like the most visible position and try to get promoted as fast as I can and get to having stock options at a company that might get bought by a giant conglomerate Chinese company. Or become. <laughs> oh, well, I guess that, that also happened too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Tencent. Tencent buying oh, yeah. the company is what allows me to feed squirrels for a living. Mm. Um, so thank you, President Xi. <laughs> uh, Speaking of which, you now feed squirrels for a living. But uh, you know, you're yeah, not yeah. I'm in. Uh, I am an animal care technician. Now, technician. I don't know why they use that word. But I think it's because they can't say uh, rehabilitator because that needs a license. Oh, I see. <laughs> I guess technician the, is a catch-all. Somehow, I I feel like yeah. So many random jobs have it. Uh, I mean, like and you can you can say technician or like yeah, people sometimes just say associate and they're like yeah yeah you're the junior person. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, I work I with animals say, now. Yeah. Hmm? Um, do you want to give more details on that? Or? Yeah. So, well, uh, this continues what I was saying. So um, mm-hmm. I, I went to business school and got into business school because I, uh, uh, I did really well in high school and my parents had a lot of money. Those two factors get you into colleges. <laughs> they uh, sure do. Uh, and... Um, I went to a I went to a fancy schmancy prep school too. Mm-hmm. So all of that was laying out a carpet for me. Mm-hmm. And listen, I know I know that I, I didn't work to deserve a lot of this stuff at all. No, it's, that's I mean that's it is what it is. <laughs> like, By I, the way, I, I, I do want to say one thing. You know how many people in computer science just got into me included to some extent, although not fully got into computer science just because uh, they like video games and didn't know what to do with their life and just want to pick something that they can. I like computers. It's like all of them. It's I like mean, every single one. It makes sense. I mean, yeah. as, as I live longer, I, you see how most people don't know what they're doing or yeah. don't, you know, it's not, it's, I mean, it's the biggest question of our lives. What the fuck am I doing with myself? What am I going to do with this limited time I have? Uh, well, and it's why? not limited if you. It's not limited if you believe in Jesus. I mean, yes, yes. You know, you but I. I but uh, the time on Earth is limited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Later, I'm just like playing the harp with uh, <laughs> Jimi Hendrix and Paul. <laughs> yeah, Jimi Hendrix, classic, <laughs> classic Christian. Uh, and Ruth Christian Bader Ginsburg and uh, yeah. uh, uh, um, Saddam Hussein. Yeah, <laughs> Saddam Hussein. Yes. It is it is rough that you have to make a decision. You know, you really do have to make that decision when you assuming you can even go to college when you're Yeah, 18, basically right? the so, more money you start with and the more, the more safety nets you have amongst yeah. your family, the more time and chances you get to right. try different things, right? Right. 
Like that's true. A lot of people, most people, question mark, probably once they pick a thing, they're kind of like, I got to do, I can't start over and start at, you know, 10 bucks an hour again. I got to, my family, that's not enough. I got to, I got to get another mechanic job or I don't know, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Uh, I got to find another squirrel to feed. We'll save that for the meaning of life episode. Uh, Although I I saw that was a bonus question at the end. We'll see if we have time. Um, um, so, uh, uh, so yeah, so I, I picked business cause I was like, all right, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I'd like. I was in, I was, a, I was a theater kid at the time. So I, my dad was like, you should go to, you should be, you should go to like film school and like performance arts and stuff. And I was like, dad, like <laughs> I can be the lead in a play at this prep school, this high school. I'm not going to Broadway for fuck's sake. And if I'm not going to Broadway, I'm certainly not getting to retire and play video games. <laughs> You're the reasonable one in that relationship. I yes, I, I I was reasonable in that way only. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so I was at business school for about a year. Originally, I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to go into finance because that's where you get the mm-hmm. big bucks. Um, I'd say there were, I was pretty morally suspect at the time. I was not a good guy, but... I'd say even worse than the people you meet in marketing uh, school are the people you meet in going to school for finance. Mm. These are these are true sociopathic. Like, if if they could fuck, if they could, if if, if it if they 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 would murder you for a dime if they could mm. get away with it, kind of thing. Like, ha- and they have no they have no morals, no qualms about it, nothing. There is no voice in their head that says, like, maybe this is the wrong thing to do. Like, there are people at college, like, at that point mm-hmm. in their lives that are mm-hmm. already, like, I, I I, will sell my soul to Satan. I don't care who dies and gets hurt. Um, so, yeah, finance. Uh, so, I, I, so even the I, finance majors out there, by the even way. I, a, 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 a fail son, an asshole, at that point was like, God, these people are just <laughs> fucking the worst. So, uh, and also finance was hard for me. It was a lot of math. Yeah, finance, finance actually, there's a lot of work involved. There was a lot of work. There was a, there was a lot of math, uh, a lot of research. And like you said, a lot of work. Like mm-hmm. that's really the role. Like I want to retire at 30 kind of yeah. thing. I'm going to be a, yeah. I'm going to be a finance high powered finance guy. Um, so I was like, all right, I'll pick something easier. Uh, marketing's marketing's easier. It's like the sociology, uh, degree, but yeah. with the business business, uh, version of it, it's kind of like sociology meets psychology meets a little bit of economics. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that was what I, that was what I focused on. And a lot of it came pretty naturally because a lot of that is just like, Oh, how, because I'm a bit of a sociopath and, uh, Oh, Oh, you know, people, people react certain ways to certain ways you say things Mm -hmm. or certain words you use or the fucking time of day it is, or the color you use. Like these things are just like humans have a lot of interesting psychological things going on. And if you play into those things, they like you more. Um, is the basic idea of marketing, right? Uh, uh, on top of getting attention for something in a world where attention is constantly 
blaring in your face yeah. and communicating the best things about whatever you're selling or whatever to people. That's sort of the standard of like, if marketing were just that, it would be kind of okay, maybe okay. Yeah. <laughs> because- well, the problem is the the other tenet of marketing is just the idea that no matter what the quality of your product is, if they've seen it before, they're more likely to choose it, right? Yeah, yeah. It's if like, they've been if they've been primed, yeah. Like literally, nothing matters except that they recognize it, and then. Well, it does matter. It, it's. I mean, it comes well, down okay. to recognition and, uh, I guess, sentiment. Like that's true. It, you recognize that, it, and you're like, oh, that's a. Right. You know, I recognize Jared from Subway, but that's not. <laughs> well, I, I, okay, that's true. Um, uh, what we're we talking about? How do we get the uh, Jared five dollar footlongs? <laughs> um. Yeah. So then. Uh, yeah. So that that sort of tells the story right there. But um, there weren't any like explicit video game paths at the time. I think colleges right. have added stuff like that now. I have some thoughts about that, I guess. Oh, but... have they not? Okay. No, no, they have. They have. I don't know that they're useful. Uh, one oh, of our mutual okay, friends, sure. Mango, went to um, game design school mm-hmm. uh, for a year. Don't think it's useful. but Really? Like, like you don't even learn useful stuff? You Mm, or are you just I saying would it's say not useful it's to like get you a job? That that for sure. Um, but I would say it's something like going to school for writing, like creative mm-hmm. writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a lot of the things that you're taught are very obvious. That's that was my experience as a writing. If you've got a certain talent, yeah. Sure, I, I guess you have to have some baseline for like critical thinking. Mm-hmm, which I guess mm-hmm. most people in college don't have. I get that, but um, I suppose my experience, yeah, my experience in writing, my in writing class was like they just teach you things that are very obvious, just like, hmm. um, and there's not like these are things that if you, you know, rub some brain elements together and think about how a novel is structured, you could have learned, and it's stretched out over like a so similar for mango. It was like uh, I, I kind of already get all this stuff or. It was a lot of that. It was stuff like, uh, you know, like, and and it was all the keywords. I think was my was my uh, annoyance with it. Um, all the keywords like gameplay loop, right? So it'd be like, hey, this is let me let's let me categorize this uh, a sort of thing. This is sort of like in writing. There's this concept of like a three arc story, right? Mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, there's a, a build up, and then there's a climax and there's a Daniel actually those aren't the three parts actually but um I know what you're talking the, about the climax and Daniel are the same thing but it's sort of this idea that like Reaction oh line. you know there's these like these like just normal common things that don't really need to be codified or like codified and taught as if they're like part of this mm-hmm. larger structure um, I think game design you know there's this like oh what is a gameplay loop and let's have a discussion about the games we have and how can I you mean, twist the system into the some people might need that baseline I agree stuff, right um yeah, I, 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 I get that. I, I agree. But it, it's sort of a, I don't know, like I, I, on some level it is true. Like most people in college are not yet capable of rubbing two brain elements together and coming to the conclusion on their own. On yeah, the other I, hand, it's are that, they in the right major if they, if that's well, what they need to do? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Um. Yeah, so when I was getting to the point where I had to graduate and decide, like, try to get a job. I had not yet 
even really considered games a possibility. Like I wasn't right. even like I loved I was a big game player at the time, but uh big gamer. I'm a game player at the time. Oh, okay. You're uh right. it's a banned word on this podcast. Nah gamers this no no this podcast is for gamers by gamers. I I, I shouldn't uh, have okay. for game for game players by game players. <laughs> there we go. Uh uh, but I wanted to work, I mean, I was one of those guys. I wanted to work in some kind of entertainment field because I thought like, oh, well, I watch entertainment. Uh, maybe that'll be fun. Uh, so I I actually did a lot of work trying to get internships with, um, like I got to the last round. I almost got a, a an internship, a marketing internship at uh, Adult Swim on Cartoon Network. Oh, okay. And at the time, I don't know what it is, probably not as much now because of streaming, but at the time it was like, it was, it was big. Uh, and it was like cool as well. And I was like, oh, this, this could be a lot of fun. And I actually submitted a version of the, the Velocity Gnome shit, the mm -hmm. project okay. to like show creativity or whatever. Uh, and I had, I got to this last round of, of them choosing an intern and even went to Atlanta and did the interviews and got to see the campus and all that stuff. Um, but they, they picked someone else and no, none of those jobs worked out. Like I, I, I applied and I applied and I applied. It's like you were talking about, I just sent sent things into a black hole. I tried to work every connection I had at the school, which were very few because I spent most of my time in my dorm room crying. Yeah. Uh, or so I didn't have a lot of those up. connections. Yeah, actually, it's been, I was mostly actually probably at the arcade yeah. or like at the pizza place right across the street uh, on my way back to the arcade. And uh, so a lot of that fell through. And eventually, I also was applying to advertising agencies and stuff like that. Uh, during college, I worked briefly at a couple of agencies where I did a terrible job and they would have never hired me again. I worked at a agency in New York, uh, in Times Square that made, uh, Broadway show, Broadway musicals and show like posters and ads and stuff. Okay. So I was doing that for a while. Cause I was like, Oh, maybe I like, maybe I'd want to be like a Broadway guy. Like I'm going to live in the big city and be a actor. That was dumb. <laughs> and I hate New York. Holy shit. I would never want to live there. Do you hate it more than LA? What do you hate about it? There's, they have similarities. Yeah. Big cities are not, are just not mm -hmm. great for me. New York have is, you ever been to New York is claustrophobic in comparison. I did say to, to, uh, to LA because it's more crammed in, whereas LA is just spread out. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, that's a good thing for me, but I, I get that. You, you want it to be more compact? Yeah. Have you ever, been to um cities outside the u.s like urban centers outside the u.s yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh london amsterdam paris oh, okay i don't know much about those um but munich berlin london's probably similar to new york if i had to guess but yeah it I is london's kind of gross too but uh yeah, it has know, some, it has some nice stuff Europe. yeah if you get a chance to visit asia i'd be curious what your um yeah, you know, I didn't get though. to see Hong Kong, but I got to see Shenzhen in okay. China. China is my, a, yeah. That is like a bit that's like a business 
yeah city though right so it's not the same thing um well what are are the big like what are the big like population centers it's like shanghai guang oh in china china is like all of them okay shanghai Shanghai (laughs) is the big one yeah beijing um but like there's like 18 cities that are bigger than i think uh all the u.s second largest it's i think new york is still way up there but um that that would rank in the top 10 or whatever or top five in the u.s i don't know exactly how it works but and i got to see china's uh, i got to see tokyo and and, okay uh kyoto okay yeah that's that's more of a like the classical like less less crazy istanbul uh, i got to see istanbul oh Istanbul. that was interesting they they had some walking there the 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 central city is like ancient do you did you also hate uh those areas uh, or in general um for like the big city vibe or was it specific yeah i'm specific to new york i i'm bad in so i have like i can get claustrophobic i Mm, i'm not great in crowds like i don't like being close to strangers and that's new york tough yeah Uh, i mean you're you're gonna have a tough time driving the subway (laughs) yeah i mean i I did it but i yeah 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 yeah. i mean there were fun upsides about New York, like yeah, you could walk walk places and take the yeah. take the train. I didn't need to have a car. I didn't need yeah. to take cabs. Uh, it it was it was cool, and you know everything comes through there. You can see really awesome stuff and some really freaky stuff uh, on the street. San Francisco, if you want to see real freaky stuff on the street, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was it's it, and it's 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 just too too packed, too loud. Too loud mm. for me. It stinks. Yep, yep, yep. Smells everywhere. Yeah. Uh, no, you, can't, you, definitely... you can't use a bathroom without paying. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, that's also true. All the shops are kind of like crammed in. So it's all feels yeah. like crammed in, but not in a like nicely designed like Tokyo crammed in. Mm. Anyway, where were we? Uh, who am I? Who are you? Well, I um, want to know who am we I? We were talking about your internships in college. Oh, yeah. And, um, so I tried a bunch of things, but I, I wasn't a good, I didn't know it at the time, but I wasn't a good worker. I wasn't a good employee. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I let things slide all the time. I mm-hmm. should have been taking notes when I just was like, yeah, I'll remember that. And I never remember it. Uh, it took me way too long to realize, like, I need to write things down or else I, as soon as I'm distracted by the next shiny thing, I'm going to forget. Right. Uh, yeah, so they wouldn't have hired me back anyway. And eventually I moved back home to Minneapolis uh, and got a job at an ad agency there uh, called Fallon, which was a big, which if you know the, the agencies, it's, 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 it's pretty good. Oh man, fucking ad agencies are kind of some, in some ways even worse. Uh, Don Dra- everybody's a Don Draper. Um uh, but that job, I think I got it um, partially because, like, friend of the family got my name in the door. Like, that's how it goes. That's how that's how it that's how it goes. How it um, goes. The I got some internships legitimately. I got the EA job legitimately. Yep. But the activism job, I had someone who went to the, my same high school that helped me get that job. Mm-hmm. Like, I probably wouldn't have gotten it without their recommendation. So. This is why I've given up on sending applications. Uh, this where... is the this is the shitty thing about all you know how how things work you know. Yep. Um, 
which makes it even harder for the whole idea of the American dream. Like, even yeah. if you are working yeah. harder than everyone else, you probably it's won't really get about. in. It's not about that. Yeah. Um, I do. Especially in. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, I do have some. Uh, now that I started applying to jobs, I do have some ideas. Uh, we'll save it for a much later show, probably, but about how yeah. you can, if you have a project that people are passionate about, how you can interview differently. Um, and the uh, thing that sparked this was Magic the Gathering um, has uh, done three of these. They're called the Great Designer Search. It's mm -hmm. basically a game show, uh, online game show, where um, th there's an internship opening and they just get sent out to the open seas and have like a American Idol style competition mm -hmm. to determine a winner. And they just choose it based on the project you do? Yeah, they have like rounds. They have like prompts. It's sort of like, a, uh, what's the Donald Trump show? Um, the Apprentice? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, back before before the Trump we know now, but still the Trump we know now. Oh, yeah. Um, he's, he's still it's sort of like, he's still who he yeah. is. So they just have like rounds and they're like, hey, here's a, here's a new project for this round and you'll uh, and then they pick a winner and everyone else gets eliminated or whatever. Um, so more of a, trying to be more of a merit, meritocracy. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's very, like, that's that's actually the kind of thing where it's very tough for people who have experience, right? Who feel like they don't need to prove themselves anymore. Ah, uh, right? yes. Right? Who are like, hey, I'm not doing like eight rounds of this stupid fucking show. Yeah. I have eight years of experience. I don't need to prove shit to you. Yeah, right? those if things are a huge amount of work. Yeah, and it's... Mm -hmm. And it's work that could very well will probably be for nothing, yeah. essentially. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully you can keep that work and use it for something else, but right. hopefully right. you're thinking ahead. Uh, but I, I do think that is that is a channel that's worth exploring, especially if you can monetize it. Uh, uh, monetize the process, hiring the like right film people? Film it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess you, you know, could. Stream it. Oh, uh, man. That's that's probably a little push too far. We'll save it for another show. And those things are another thing. It's like you gotta have you you already have to have a certain amount of yes free time absolutely. and resources to even be able to be in consideration. Yeah, it's like the job I'm at now. Like <laughs> they don't hire unless you do free internship time. Yeah, yeah. and which is also a, like fine. a lot of a lot of stuff. I mean, yeah, and a lot of people have full time jobs and are doing that and stuff. But it's like. It's certainly a lot easier that I don't have to pay the bills uh, for those <laughs> right. six months. I'm oh, not yeah. getting paid it's, anything. It's um, rough. It's rough out there. Yeah. Um, uh, so anyway, uh, from that advertising job, which is actually a really fun, easy job. <laughs> it was in downtown Minneapolis. And you know, all those, all the buildings are connected by like yep. skyways because of the mm -hmm. winter. And so I could just like wander through what was essentially like businesses and malls. And it was a walking, it was a walking mm -hmm. city mm -hmm. when I was in it. Uh, and actually I lived across the river. Yeah. I was walking and biking and stuff. It was great. It was nice. Yeah. And mm -hmm. the job wasn't that stressful and the people were nice and people in Minnesota don't work as hard. Like Don Drapers. Uh, the creative people were. <laughs> the uh, okay. creatives. Got it. Well, creatives were and i i was a media planner so i was picking it's good because like, um, i actually board. have no idea i have zero clue who don draper is or he's from 
um, but oh, okay. I was able, I was successfully able to trick you into into you did. The I was like, oh, he about. gets it. He gets it. <laughs> There's a show called Mad Men on HBO. Yeah. John Draper's the lead. He's a very, you know, the ads, the 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 show's called Mad Men, but he's actually a sad man. Ah, okay, so understand. Hopefully, that whets your appetite for more. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, you know, looking back, it was actually a, a fairly easy job, but it was also like an entry-level right. job, and I was, there was like, basically like a formula you did to do your mm-hmm. job, and it was not, it was not a lot of difficult thinking. Um, but uh, from there, I it was easy enough that I had time to, I just applied to a million gaming companies, like like you were saying, like I was sending my resume into the void um and i i think you should try to make your if you fucking cover letters but make your cover letters stand out like don't make sure it doesn't oh i make mm-hmm. sure it doesn't look like the other ones the just yep. the template because nobody's reading that uh so like say something crazy <laughs> like you gotta i mean you know you get shoot your shot i mean don't be too crazy but you know you gotta you got to get out there. Um, but that, that job was, yeah, then I, I got a, finally got a call back from the EA job. They were like, we need someone next week. Uh, so I was lucky that they were like so desperate. They would hire someone from Minnesota uh, and, you know, be like, all right, can you be here next week? Start. And I was like, yep. Uh, and I got. I, I was on a three-month lease where I was staying, and I got a moving truck, and I moved out there with my girlfriend, who, which that was a crazy move of hers. But uh, whoa, okay, it uh, it worked out in the long run. But uh, yeah, she was like, "I'm coming with you." Um, how'd that go? At first, it was uh, it was bad. <laughs> then it was very good. Oh, okay, interesting. <laughs> yeah, uh, she's a good partner like she's a good oh it's this is your wife was, now yes it was my girlfriend oh at the okay. time who became my wife yes okay yes it Got was it. it was troubling at first because neither of us were ready for that certainly yeah and yeah, having no gotta, like escape sometimes you gotta dive into the deep end yeah i mean she was always like i could always move back to minneapolis if this doesn't work out and i'm like all right i can't um so yeah, that, that, that's 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 I think uh, that. So gets why us to why did you today. decide? Yeah, why did you decide to um, go into games? Because you oh, didn't yeah. you didn't apply to like every open position in entertainment, right? Just games. Hmm. Yeah, you know, I did apply to some companies. Yeah, like applied to Cartoon Network and I think I applied to Nickelodeon. I think I was like mm. maybe cartoons are interesting to me because I Okay. Even as in that age I was still watching a lot of cartoons, American cartoons and anime. And I was like, yeah, maybe this is maybe this is what I'm into. Um but I didn't get any of those jobs. And uh but and I also applied at other cable channels. Like I okay. applied at Discovery and other stuff like that. Right, so like, it was it was actually just everything. It was it was everything I could think of that I could stomach working on that. Mm. I was like, maybe I could do this job. Uh, so yeah, it was TV. I don't remember if I did tried to work in movies. I don't think so, mm-hmm. but it was definitely TV and video games. Cause those were like things I 
imbibed. So yeah, we, I, you know, the conceit of this podcast is that we have vastly different backgrounds, but the more we talk, the more I realize we're way too fucking similar, actually. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think we we discovered earlier that I think a lot a lot of people there's this there's this idea that people are like, oh, I have this dream of what I want to do when I grow up, yeah. but I think a lot of people don't yeah. have that. I didn't have that. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be a, lucky. Yeah, I want to be lucky. Hugh Hefner when I grow up. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't want to be. I love it. The thing is, a lot of people that have that, they're also wrong, unfortunately, but at least they're, it's something yeah, that people can keep change their mind through. anyway. Yeah. A lot of people, and I mean, a lot of people, probably most people just land in jobs. They don't necessarily mm-hmm. even pursue jobs. They're just like, there was an opportunity that yeah. someone I know said, hey, we could use someone that with, has your skills right now in this place. Yep. And I, I took it, and now I'm an expert in that, and that's what I do. Life is for the extroverts. <laughs> yeah, well, there's yes, I mean, there's that. Yep. Uh, luckily, introverts can meet each other online now. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, so there's that. But uh, so, yeah, uh, games, games was probably my number one, though. Like, I was like, mm-hmm. I think ga- working in games would be fun. Like, I thought it would be fun. Uh, yeah, I had no, I didn't, I didn't know. It wouldn't be. And there were fun things about it. Like you do play the game you're working on at work sometimes and have fun. But also sometimes you have to stay late to play the game you're working on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah. And I don't know. And test test this new champion. Don't you don't you hire people for that? Aren't there like uh, sometimes, thousands yeah. of people lining up to be like minimum wage game testers? Yes, and that's a tough job. I never had to do QA yeah, and a, testing, okay? Because that's you're not playing the game. You're like, yeah, you're running into the walls and you're jumping over things and you're trying to break it. I feel like, yeah, I feel like the explanation for why that job sucks is very poorly explained. It's all about like people always explain it in terms of like, oh, your passion and your job should be separate, but that's not true. It's because you're not actually playing the game the way you want to play it, right? You're yeah, it's not a... it's not your passion as you maybe have thought of it. Yeah, it's not that you're. <laughs> I mean, you're oh, still, you know, it's I, work. Yeah, I, well, it's yeah. not just that it's work. It's that you're doing thing. You're not doing the things you want to do in the game. Oh yes, right? yes, yes. You're like if you're if you're QA testing Pokemon, you're not. Hey, let me try to beat the game of Pokemon. It's hey, yeah. try to find, try to catch seven of every Pokemon in the first route and break as many things as you can and record them in excruciating detail. Right. And I'm like struggling to, in marketing, you might be struggling to take a screenshot that doesn't look like shit in an early build (laughs) or God forbid, take game capture to make a trailer before a game is done. Yeah. That is, that can be a nightmare. Like you're, you're lining up stuff and, um, so you're so, play, technically playing all day. Like I have the Xbox on all day. Yeah. <laughs> um. So was it was it more about more or less what you expected? Like, because you already had, it sounds like a couple years of experience in marketing, right? By the time you made it to EA, like, was there any? Yeah, but I I never got, I never really was on like an entertainment launch mm. or like a entertainment marketing type of thing, right? Where they, it's more about like a big launch and then we're on and we're on and we're on and then there's a DLC and then we're on to the next game and it's make that the big launch and it's right. con- you know it's constant got it um 
but yeah, I, I guess I was, I was used to marketing. I, I guess I didn't know that it was such a, it was not only is it a hard job to get, it's a hard job to stay in. And it's, it's just a, it's, it's an industry where everyone is overworked. There's no unions like you and you are, everything is treated like you're kind of lucky to be there. You know, is, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the mentality that they they want. And you, you kind of have to you kind of got to eat enough shit and show that you can be deferent enough. Yeah, <laughs> and show enough I mean, deference. I, I do think hopefully that that's changing a little bit, mm-hmm. even just looking at some of the places I have applied to recently. I think that attitude is changing in a lot of places, especially like smaller places, mm-hmm. um, as well as a place like Riot. I think that's maybe different. Um, but I think that's also a fundamental problem when any, in any workplace where supply greatly exceeds demand, right? Cause like yeah. everybody wants to do it. like one of the big, ex- big examples I have, uh, I've noticed over the past couple of years is cheerleaders, right? Like cheerleaders get treated like absolute shit, oh, but yeah, oh, well, actually, um, of course they do. <laughs> yeah, of course they do. <laughs> like yeah. think about what kind of company they work at and who they're surrounded by and what and their the job company is. They keep, yeah. Yeah, Have to uh, they get treated like absolute shit, but why? And they get paid very little, but like it's the dream of so many people to become a cheerleader on the NBA court or the NFL field, right? It's just yeah. like a dream that people have, and there's way more people that want to do it than there are jobs. So it is what it is, right? Jeez. Well, yeah. that's not true. It it should be better, but I mean that is that is the outcome win. I mean, the mega example is also like. People want to be actors or oh, musicians actors, yep. Yep. Or, yep. or rock stars, yep. you know, like so many, so many people come to LA to be, you know, to be ex- discovered or whatever, mm-hmm. or like they think they can be completely unknown and, and get good jobs that are paying and yep. dignified. It's, it's just, it's yeah. a, it's a meat grinder. Yeah. And I mean, speaking of cheerleaders, like speaking of, yeah, especially if you're a woman or, yeah, or yeah, non-white, <laughs> there's a lot of bad yeah. things. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully, I, a kid, I, do, I don't know kids about are bad. Acting, it's bad. Oh, there. kids. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, my brother was a child actor. Did we talk about this? No, we didn't. We'll talk about it off off the okay. podcast because otherwise, it's just even. Frankly, I have to I give my name. That's great. Uh. Uh. uh, uh yeah, yeah, he was in some movies. And so I had a completely, uh, me and my brothers had a completely uh, unrealistic expectation of what life would be, would be like. Because <laughs> we get to go to like movie premieres and shit like that and meet actors. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is this is just something that happens. Um, uh, so anyway, yes, everyone like a, wants to get in the Like games. a gazillionaire? No, he wasn't like a hugely successful one see, or anything. Okay. And he's not an act. He once he was not a kid, he wasn't uh, cute anymore. Yeah. So it didn't, <laughs> well, didn't it didn't translate into uh, adult acting. And I think it was also, I mean, who knows what happened out there? The Hollywood pedophiles. <laughs> who can say? Well, a lot of people can't say, but you know. Yes. Know. Yes. Um, you know, Macaulay Culkin is like a. Uh, 
I don't know what his job is, but anyway, he's he's trying he's trying very hard to distance himself forever from being home alone guy. Oh, um, but luck. he's like apparently successful. At oh yeah, he's doing so. Okay, good for him. I mean, I'm I'm glad um, to hear that. I mean, my brother's like a like successful lawyer and he's a professor now. It happens. They don't all descend into jail and needle drugs. <laughs> That's good. It's good to hear. You're um, a, a well put together functional family unit. uh n- uh well no <laughs> don't, don't say that absolutely yeah that not. was that was um that's a joke okay all right. that was a joke yeah 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 all right good that's not even did close did you ever because uh, i think we talked about your your motivation uh as you said the whole time was just make as much money as possible right which you successfully yeah did. and and try to do, and honestly you know if i could do something i liked doing that would be that would be nice or at least something i feel good at doing yeah I, i'm good at rather so what was your um what was your end goal? Was it after you retired? Right? Like did you oh, did you no just idea. want to like turn into a vegetable? Um, yeah, um, become a podcaster, smoke 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 weed and play video <laughs> games. Yeah. Uh, I see. Okay. But over time as I got older and was living with someone, you know, had had my wife in my life it was like it was pretty clear one that i didn't know i didn't know the end i didn't know what the end goal was like i had no idea i don't know i just wanted flexibility and two i couldn't just be a fucking loser i wouldn't get to i wouldn't keep my wife <laughs> so i have to like do something <laughs> i couldn't just i see i couldn't just sit on my ass and not yeah. leave the house how like, you turn tables Things, things would, things would deteriorate. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, but I mean, that it's not like that got me anywhere real quick. Like I, I spent years, I, I left Riot in late 2016 and I spent years not working. Um, at first I was, I tried to, uh, look into jobs in politics jobs in public service or uh, or lobbying stuff that was okay. I know trying to make a difference trying to do something something oh, okay. good in in politics like well, where I, mean, I guess that's one way to go about it <laughs> uh, yeah we're working at nonprofit organizations that yep. you know I don't know that NAACP or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but that's those those jobs are, uh, first of all, you know, of course, they're not going to pay you well mm-hmm. and they can be hard and you are working mm-hmm. with people that are politicians. So it's a yeah. it's a it's a type of person you have to work with. And it's like I I for a while, I prided myself on being able to work with all types of people and right. like uh, being able to present whatever face I needed to, to do that. And I think I was successful at it, but it, it uh, like burned a, like a hole in my soul to you're be not, so. Hmm? You're not sufficiently sociopathic. No. I guess so. Thank yeah. goodness. Huh? Um, yeah. But it was um, to be, uh, to be inauthentic, day in and day out often 
took a toll. Like I, it made me, I'm like, I'm acting like this person that likes this job, that likes these people. But when I really think about it, I don't like this job. I don't like these people. I'm just kind of telling myself for a long time. I was just telling myself that like, I no, of course, this is an awesome job. Like this is a dream job. Like, right. It's a cool job to talk about. My God, like every fucking random person or person in your family, everyone's like, oh, fuck, you work in video games. That's so cool. And so you have that anywhere. You meet someone you went to high school with. You're like, yeah, man, I work in video games. They're like, fuck, that's awesome. And like secretly, I'm like, no, I hate it. I'm super depressed. I hate it. I want to die. But yeah, you get to say that at parties, which is fun. I was going to say, I mean, I want to go back for a second. Mm -hmm. Half of why I got out of it is because games is hard for a number of reasons we discussed. The other half was, the other half was, I, I was totally unprepared to have a job, be in a workplace and work a full-time job. I, I was too sheltered. I was too used to you know, college, academic work and didn't really know how to do job. And so I, it took several, several years of hitting my, you know, trying and failing or just doing, doing jobs, but doing a bad job before I just, I don't know, just figured it out for some reason, if it's, some point my brain fused to the point where I could actually do a job well. And people were like, Hey, you're good at this. And I was like, Oh yeah, I guess I'm now I'm good at this. Yeah. guess that's the value of hiring with experience. Huh? What's that? Say again. guess that's the value of hiring people with experience. <laughs> yeah. Right. right? That's, it is Except it is. that, uh, yeah. So where do you get this experience yeah. is the, is it's always the, the question. Where do you get the first awesome. five years of experience? Uh, a lot of people lie. Or a lot of people know somebody, yeah. Um, well, or they do their own thing for little pay and, right. you know, grind it out. Um, what can you do? What was what was where were we? Oh, I was actually just at one thing, which is you know you have a despite how much you say being inauthentic hurts you. I mean, I have a even lower threshold, probably way too low to even make it. Like I feel yeah. that way whenever I update my LinkedIn. Like I open LinkedIn, and I update, it, and I'm just like I hate myself. Because <laughs> you're uh, having to put on this, do this, yeah, business-like like this resume. Not... I mean, I've seen your LinkedIn. You have some things on there that are just are more regal-like. Yeah, that. And I, I thought I'm not when sure. I, put I think those, it's a good thing. I think so too. But like when I put those things up, I'm just like, I have to have this battle with myself. That's like, this is not what I'm supposed to do. But if I don't do this, so I don't there feel is like something myself. you you there is something you can't. There are things you can't do. Yeah. Stuff like, like, I don't think you should say I'm lazy anywhere. You can't, you can't <laughs> yeah. do it. Cause if you say it, they're like, oh, well, he said he's lazy. I'm, well, we can't hire him. Like you can't do it. You just can't do yeah. it. Yeah. Even yeah, if, yeah. even if you feel that way, uh, or like, yeah, you, you can't, yeah, I guess you could, and you can't burn too many bridges either. You can't really unless, talk about how much you hated working somewhere, right? Unless you're just like, it's totally separate from what you're doing next. Yeah, yeah. Because like now I, I could talk shit about, and I guess I am talking shit about <laughs> games because it's like, I'm not going back into that. Like, right. 
even if I lose, even if I go bankrupt and I'm destitute, I will find some other way to live my life. It's okay. By that time, this podcast will have zillion, uh, trillions of viewers and we'll be raking in the sponsorship cash. Yeah, all the Blue Chew ads yeah. we'll be doing. Yeah. Crypto.com. <laughs> <laughs> uh ftx smart investing me up come on this is um, gonna be big guys <laughs> so um, did you did your mm-hmm. feelings about games change like did your did your relationship with playing them change thinking about them change were you still excited about new releases like you were before um you know actually yes i mm-hmm. it didn't i was still excited it didn't it didn't ruin games for me and maybe it's just because I was on the marketing part of it, right. perhaps designing it, developing it. Uh, I don't know, breaks the illusion too much or you start thinking in systems terms too much. I don't know about much. that, but maybe. Some people say they 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 can't play the games as the developers. I mean, this okay. the, the regal issue of, of I get being that able to, to be able to walk the path the developers set for you and, yeah. you know, see the see the things pop up that you're supposed to see and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause they're like, they can see the, the, the wireframes and they can see how it's they all working. Took the red pill or the blue pill. Which one is it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And Which they went to fortune after all. Yeah. Um, no, this is the, this is the issue with IVs and Pokemon. Like you can't play, I can't play Pokemon without thinking about how my Pokemon sucks. Yeah. That's a great, that, that's a great yeah. example that mm-hmm. um, those, once you know intricacies that you can't ignore, it can ruin it. But, um, uh, and other people in marketing said they got burned out on games too. They were like, I, right. now it just feels like work when I go home and play games. But, um, no, I just, I was too, I was too hardcore. I, uh, deep, deep passion, a true they, passion. Games were just such a powerful escape and just like a, a thing to focus on that was, endlessly going to be interesting to me and it's just it was too powerful i couldn't give it i wasn't going to give it up what was i going to do take up painting enough time (laughs) take up gambling take up gambling take up hard drugs yeah i mean Uh, i certainly considered that uh luckily i did did not do that it's a good thing yeah i don't know there's i no longer know any of these people but in college you just heard people that were just like had basically like discovered LSD and just were had chosen the path of just permanently being on LSD for the rest of their life. Yeah, just uh, taking it constantly and yeah. being kind of burned out on it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You hear about those people in school and stuff. You know, yeah. there's especially depending on where where you live. There's yeah, there's a certain amount of people that may have just kind of crashed. But school. I don't know. I don't keep up with school people. <laughs> yeah, neither do I. Uh, well, I, I have a couple of friends really from true. yeah, a, then, couple, but, a couple, a couple, but I don't like know what any like my classmates are doing. Yeah. Do I mean, stuff. I just had a hard time like making friends at school just because I didn't high, really understand myself very well in school in general, college, high school. Yeah, in college, college and high school had the same problem basically. Like I, I didn't like kind of like you said, like I didn't understand what kind of person I wanted to hang around. Mm-hmm. So I kept trying to hang around business majors and like cool people and like extroverts and people at parties. Um, oh, I see. I see. You're it like took the- a long, long time. In fact, what happened? What happened was like I was doing really badly in school, 
And then I uh, like went back to China. And then for a year and a half, I just worked and had zero friends. Like I didn't talk to, except for online. Like I didn't talk to, I didn't like go hang out and have lunch with like a single person more than like once or twice for like a year. And I was like, oh, this is peace. This is, you know, this is, this is actually what I needed. Oh, oh, you, that was a good thing. Yeah, oh, so you thing. could es- you could escape the the many yeah. voices of those people. Okay, yeah. uh, and and like coming back, I you know it uh, that can't last forever. And I kind of learned more like what kind of person I want to hang around, mm-hmm, uh, which mm-hmm. is not business people and not extroverts. Right? Um, yeah, that yeah. that took a long time for me. So that is why. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I I think I got I got kind of lucky in like elementary and high school with a lot of people. I had a lot of like introverted video game nerds in my Me too. grade. Just luckily yeah. that, that like the grade above and the grade below did not have, like it was, yeah, yeah. it was an unusual grouping of, of nerds that uh, worked out pretty well. You know, the thing with me is like me too. I had a lot of cool, like some, I just randomly ended up hanging out with all the more like queer people. Oh yeah. Like just, randomly making friends with them but like at that time i didn't appreciate it like i didn't like i felt like i wanted to hang out with the cool people and not these people even though these were the people i was having the most fun with. you were actually like, enjoying yeah yeah, yeah. But, you were like, and oh, it wasn't because just... it wasn't because they were queer or whatever it was just more like they're not like the cool kids you know yeah, you want to maximize coolness yeah um, yeah which is yeah i mean I me mean, too i also hung out with the, the theater kids so. yeah exactly i mean what can you do some you... of some of some of the some of the queer kids in my in my class were definitely theater kids. So yeah. In uh, fact, I joined theater because I wanted to meet girls, <laughs> and because many a, a lot of the best actors and singers, a lot some of them were gay and were not competition to me. Right. So I so I was like, oh, this I is gonna see. be ah, okay. this is gonna be easy. <laughs> Did it work? Uh. Yes, yes, it did very well. Except I'm also I was also terrified of women, so I <laughs> I never made any actual moves and connections. It was all yeah. just all these girls had crushes on me, and I couldn't do anything about it. Yeah, understandable. Yeah, we um we may need to like fuse into one character and add another person to this podcast because okay, I think maybe to, to do the con to, to be the conflict. Yeah, too too similar. We're too similar. Um, <laughs> did you ever think about? So you never had like ambitions, uh, to like disrupt the industry in any way, right? Whether that's like making your own game, joining a startup. You um, know, I like I programmed when I was a kid. I programmed games and was like, hey, maybe I want to design games. And I always wanted to design like an adventure game, like a classic adventure game. But I didn't have grand designs. Like I was not like this is my dream and I want to pursue it. Mm-hmm. I had no dream. I had no. <laughs> there was nothing. I was. The dream was the American dream. Life, life hurt. Adulthood was going to be yeah. even worse. Um. I'm going to try to stay alive, and I'm going to try to have money. So, hopefully, when I figure out life in a better way i am prepared to take advantage of that and here you are the end here here i am taking advantage of it it's i mean yeah it was just uh, you know 
20 really painful years <laughs> well i mean you succeeded in your stated goals which which i guess hurt. i guess you're right i mean when we're looking at it now but i mean during... we haven't told we haven't told our audience what my stated goal, current goals are oh that's true what are your stated current goals so i guess we maybe mentioned it but i i work as an wildlife animal okay. rehabilitator that's right which currently means that. what's that no I, uh, animal care technician okay i work at a place a uh, rehabilitation center, a nonprofit that like, you know, it's people that uh, care so much about all life that even the smallest squirrel right. must be saved. Until they get eaten by predators. After and then years. circle of life, we're feeding there the predators. Go. So win-win. Restoring the balance. I, uh, I do think someday I'm going to like go for a release because eventually like when we release mm -hmm. them, we take them to like a, you know, place of a, via, a very viable place for them to live. Uh, I'm waiting for like opening the box, having the squirrel or the rabbit run away, and then immediately like the <laughs> eagle pick it up. I'm like, okay, <laughs> well, that yeah, was a two month me two month of work for that uh, hawk. You're like gonna a, have a good well, meal though, and his kids. That's that's how the mother would have felt. So you know, what's the difference anyway? Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm able to this with nature, like. I care a lot about animals. Like I really love animals and I don't want to see them hurt, but like I can still, I am okay. Like when we have to euthanize a, a raccoon or a squirrel, I'm like, mm -hmm. there's a lot more where that came from. Like Do I'm not. you have pets by the way? No, I don't. Are you, so. Can you have pets now? I could have pets. I mean, like, I am allergic to like dogs. spiritually? And cats. Oh no, I mean like, okay. Oh, and cats. Uh, you mean, can I handle it? Like, handle a dog? Yeah. What do you mean? Like, okay. No, I mean, like, are you spiritually able to have a pet now that you, like, euthanize them on a daily basis or whatever? <laughs> yes, that's not okay. a that's not a conflict. <laughs> now that I'm a angel of death, I can't take yeah. care of a, yeah. a being. No, I, uh, what a, I would like a dog. My wife would really like a dog. She's never, she wasn't allowed pets growing up. She loves dogs. Same. We could have a dog. I would love the dog. But then it's harder to travel, one, and I like traveling. Okay. Uh, two, the dog eventually dies, which is very sad. Not if you die first. Well, it'll still die, but you the chances are that <laughs> chances are like 12 to 15 years. Come on. Yeah. I'm going to make it. Uh, and three, it's another, you should know this, it's another level of cleanliness in your house when you have a pet. Mm. You will never reach a certain level of cleanliness, I guess I, I should say. Yeah, There's always a hair. Definitely true. A hair and potentially piss and shit yeah, issue. Dogs are, gonna be dogs are a different level, but yeah. Yeah, cats cats are clean as they as pets go, There's, right? There's litter everywhere, which is But no they like cats, but they like keeping litter. themselves clean, they yeah. groom themselves. Yep. Dogs, you know. Smell. Mm -hmm. Dogs dogs stink. They don't care that they're yeah. they like to get dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't like dogs, so you don't got it. You're preaching to the choir here. I like dogs. They're sweethearts. I mean, yeah. I like cats too. I but... like playing with dogs, but I certainly could not live with one. I don't think I can handle that. They're just so ceaselessly positive. It's just, it's just always a nice. You come in the door, this thing fucking loves you. <laughs> yeah, and then you sit and you want to play games, and this thing fucking loves you. And then you about to go to sleep, and this thing fucking loves you. Well, I want the the, then, the lazy ones that lay around. Uh, okay, the lazy which ones. Which maybe are means which maybe means I want a cat. Yeah. Uh, no, they they have them. 
um like uh one of my childhood friends families like specifically bought this kind of dog because they had like old people in the house they they these things like yeah. goldens i think are fall into this category really well goldens uh are, like, yeah and some of the lap dogs like yep yep bichon frise um anyway yeah we we will probably get a dog eventually but you're allergic you said I'm allergic. Cats, I'm allergic in the way that my throat closes up and I can't breathe. Oh, Dogs, I'm allergic in the way that my eyes itch and I sneeze. Oh, so okay. I could take Claritin. Take, take I could not Claritin. touch my eyes. Yeah. I could be wear good. Wear goggles. I could wear goggles forever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At all times. Yeah. But man, they're, yeah, they're fucking they're gross too, though. <laughs> How do we talk? Yeah, I mean, I look, I don't like... Dogs, uh. um... I like to have my quiet time, you know. So dogs. Yeah, yeah, me too. Dogs are not. cats are cats are good that way. Yeah, cats like Chocola, they have Chocola their quiet time. Screams for like half an hour before feeding time, but that's about it. And we know <laughs> sometimes screams in the morning when he wants attention. But Nil is actually pretty much a dog, but only for like two hours of the day. The rest of the time he's just sleeping. But, yeah, I mean, there's that. Like cats yeah. are always sleeping. Yeah, I mean, some people say cats like lay on their keyboard when they're at their computer right there's definitely more active cats um cats have a lot of there is a wide range of personalities so so are dogs to be honest but yeah there's yeah. there's definitely more um i've noticed especially like uh outdoor cats mm -hmm. um tend to be like very not aggressive but like very uh brave forward yeah like those are the kinds that will like groom you and like climb on your head and like lay on your <laughs> yeah. keyboard and stuff yeah, yeah so you can definitely yeah. find those if you if you want them um it's true generally anyway uh oh, we're so two, you never two hours and 15 so how much do we have are we gonna not very much i got a i got okay. a couple of things um and i do i guess i do want to talk so maybe we should jump to something quickly i do want to talk about uh your advice to people who want to oh sure become a marketing <laughs> uh marketing, marketing yeah yeah yeah, but uh, one more thing I would do on the close. So you never did anyone ever approach you during your career and be like, "Hey, I want to do a startup. Uh, I want to, you know, I have some big goals, big dreams, big ambitions." Game industry. Um, yeah, you yeah, I know there are people I knew that uh, I could have probably hopped over and worked on startups, but um, I caught Riot Games on the upswing. Mm, okay. That's fair. And that was yeah. that was me looking for startups at the time. That's true. And uh, that so was I, twenty. So you said twenty. So twenty ten, right? Like right at the beginning. It had, it had already succeeded. Yeah, I started there in late twenty ten. So it had already been doing well, but they hadn't quite. They were still. They hadn't gone grown into the new office. They were still relatively small. Yeah, internationally too, but then once once they rolled out, I mean, I was there for the years where they were rolling out League of Legends all over the world, and in particular China, um, and Korea. That they were, you know, just and actually in Europe, they they were huge for a while. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I mean, Europe won the first LCS, right? That was like 2011, 2010. Yeah, how about that? So, uh, or not LCS Worlds? LCS didn't exist back then. Alrighty. So I guess in the time we have left, um, yeah, let's talk getting, about breaking in, breaking in, but also I, I kind of want to start at a high level. Um, okay. Who, what, what is the kind of person? Uh, and, and let's keep it on marketing 
um, okay. for now because like we can talk about the other aspects of games later. But you know, what is the kind of person you think that would have a good time doing your career? Like, is it is it just like a psychopath, or are there <laughs> are there like types of people who you think like you know is is the right fit a person who's like super passionate about games? Is that really even the best fit? Who would have a good time? Hmm. That's a good question. I, you know, I think you have to be, first of all, you should probably be an extrovert that likes games. Mm. Yeah. Really I could not like, do your job. Really like talking about games and talking to people and making connections and all that stuff. Like you got to be an extrovert. And the people you're talking to are like the exec, exec types, right? But I guess it's uh, like everyone's throwing no, no, the company. No, but you have to, you have to, you have to manage your, oh my God. Uh oh! <laughs> you have to manage go. your own brand. You got to manage what people think of you, uh, mm. because marketing, like we've talked about, there is an adversarial relationship in some cases between mm. marketing and and uh, developers because of the stuff we've talked about. And so you, I think, if you're gonna have a good time, you either have to not give a shit and be a psychopath or whatever. Just be like, I want to throw, I want to make commercials and throw big events and stuff like that and don't care too much about what the developers think or or working on the game itself or you can make sure you know what you're talking about but also respect that you're not in development um be able to talk the talk with games and if you do get into a situation where you can work with developers and maybe you don't want to do actual design or certainly you're not a you don't have the technical skills on on or the artistic skills uh marketing is a place you can go <laughs> marketing yeah. is a is a good place if you're if you're an extrovert that 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 is into meeting tons of people and like getting people excited for stuff then yeah, you might you might like that job. And if you were actually passionate about games and and manage to I think you won't be happy unless you can manage to have some kind of relationship to the product itself or the people working on it. Um yeah. Yeah. That's what I'd say. Makes sense. But um, um so yeah, if you're like me and you you can be an extrovert when you try really hard you're yeah. gonna burn out on marketing jobs <laughs> probably yeah. totally unless you're sense. in marketing research like that that can be more of a desk job or that's kind of it can you give a media you give like a specific maybe? example of like a work week that you had that kind of outlines like who you have to talk to and how often mm -hmm. um, sure um yeah, I mean, usually uh, in a normal week, you've got several projects that are ongoing, probably. So um, let's say you have the the marketing calendar, like the marketing plan laid out, the overall strategy. Right. And that's ongoing and you've gotten feedback from a couple people and you've made changes from your boss or whatever. And maybe that week you have to set a, get you know arrange a meeting with people that will sign off on it, will approve it, you know, 
these are higher, like higher ups. Of some kind. Yeah. Yeah. So some amount of your week is about managing, you know, working with just managing theirs in your calendar to get on their right. calendar and putting together a short presentation and maybe practicing it just to make sure you know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. That's that's going to be part of your week. Another project that might be going on is creating assets. So like mm-hmm. you maybe you got to put out five screenshots of the new feature this week or you got to put out a video. Uh, you will probably be working with a uh, you're probably not making the ads yourself. You're working with a creative team either internally or you're working with like a creative agency, a trailer agency. And um, you may be, maybe on Monday, I've collected all the feedback from various people on the team and I'm going to put together an email and write, write the person at the agency and then probably get on the phone with them and discuss it and try to break it down to exactly what needs to be done and how much they need to think about and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, then you might be also working on retail assets. You might just be putting your key art on a bunch of different size signs and you have to eyeball each one of them to make sure that they look good. Uh, and the logo is presented right. And, uh, everything is, uh, looking as it should be and stuff like that. That can just be uh, a lot of time as well. Yeah. Uh, So it sounds like you're, it sounds like, you know, the kind of people it's like you're you're working a lot with higher ups because they need to sign off on everything you're doing. You're working with third party agencies, mm-hmm. right? Um, who who handle like a different part of your project. You have to like sounds mm-hmm. like a, basically it sounds like a lot of your job is driving consensus, right? It's like yes, driving driving mm-hmm. consensus. Uh, a lot of it is it's first creating the groundwork like no one is going to put together the overall plan for you right they will only have feedback for you so right right you got to put together the plan all the things you're going to do and why and and come up with names that you want to test and things like that but then from there it's driving yes it's driving consensus it's uh maximizing how well you do something while also balancing everyone's feedback and quote unquote concerns and you know <laughs> shit like that uh yeah and opinions and sometimes it's like sometimes it's like by by god we've got to change this thing because this executive said so even though it makes no sense sometimes it's like we will go back and forth six times with one designer because mm-hmm. they don't like one thing and then eventually they're like you know what it doesn't matter fuck it let's just go <laughs> But that, you know, that was your last two weeks right? Uh, of trying to drive that consensus. Yeah, yeah. And then you also, oh, sorry. No, 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 you go ahead. And then you also work with your team or or experts that work with your team, like the research team or QA or uh, sometimes it's QA, but sometimes it's um, like the video team that is pulling video assets for you. Or if you don't have that team, you are getting a uh, a test kit and <laughs> recording it yourself. Right, you <laughs> are know, the so, team now. Yeah, you are the team now. There's some there's some of that uh, depending on what company you work at or what resources you have. So I, I've kind of I've had both, where I've had to be really scrappy and where I've had like working with a lot of teams, which is another challenge because you know people have. Mm-hmm. 
people have um personalities different personalities wow, and things and it's the worst thing uh, about people that they have personalities. i know i know just make it all be robots I've, well i've been working a lot with ChatGPT recently um mm -hmm. i've been you know playing around with it having it generate stuff but uh also having it teach me a lot of stuff which has been mm -hmm. really good at it's um i could do a whole episode on how that experience has been amazing but like what kind of like what kind of teaching uh teaching it's, i've been learning unity uh ah. using chat gpt uh it's okay. but what the you're, great you're thing about oneness and you're becoming yeah. becoming one with the universe yes cool. that's right that absolutely um that kind of but chat gpt is great because it's not a person you i can ask it as many stupid questions as i want yes and it will never lose patience with me right 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 i can just ask it like I'll ask a question. Ten minutes later, I forget. I ask it again. It doesn't yell at me. It just says, "Hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah." That's here you fun. go. Here's the answer again. Uh, and it's the same thing when they're trying to ask you to generate stuff, right? It never gets annoyed. It's like, "Hey, give me a list of ten different names for this thing." I don't like any of them. Give me ten more. And yeah, give me yeah. ten more with like this thing. Um, so yeah, there's day, nobody being like, "Is there a point to this?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so even though it's not very good at most of what it does, uh, when it's generating new things, at least. One yeah, I mean, uh, it can it can meld to your personality, your work yeah. style in a way that other people, it's yeah. a give and take. It's a push and pull. It's uh, it's God's gift to introverts, I suppose. Ugh. I mean, uh, yeah, office jobs are tough for introverts. I mean, a good yeah. computer job can be a good introvert job. Uh, I, mean, good... I mean, tech is tech is where introverts live, uh, I think. Yeah, yeah. or like uh, research, research or, yeah. or like Data. accounting sure being being like accounts payable i could do that job yeah is you come in you got a stack of work you gotta get people to sign it stamp it and you go home mm. love it um data processing so yeah 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 is is marketing fun did you have fun mm. what, what what things did you find really fun and enjoyable what things did people around you find fun and enjoyable even if they weren't for you um, what were the things that your teams were actually excited to work on and wanted to pick up? Um, hmm. Yeah. So trailers are kind of the shiny thing mm, that okay. a lot of people want to work on. And when they're out and they're good, it's really, it's really fun to see the reactions to them. Mm -hmm. And it's really, it's really fun to have this cool thing that you worked on that's very visual and very, and snappy, you know, it's like, that's, that's, that can be fun, but it, it can also be a nightmare to work on. So, right, right. um, it's tough. A lot of the stuff can be fun, but the work getting there is, is hard. It's, there's nothing that's just outright like, oh yeah, this is just a fun part of the job all the time. Well, what about hosting a party uh well, i guess the hosting part's not fun yeah i would hate that but like yeah. some people like event planners people who mm -hmm. are made to be event planners yeah or like your event person for marketing events they they love that shit they yeah they thrive on that stuff yeah. but if you tell me i gotta put together a fucking in-person launch event for a video game that's like a night. That is the worst possible fucking thing I could work. Like, I no fucking way. And I gotta like shit, like greet people. And oh, this, this sounds horrible. <laughs> so I, you know, I actually did that in college. I was, um, 
Oh yeah. Part of the TEDx. So oh, like that's right. Yes. At college. Yeah. Um, yeah. You hated it though, right? Uh, well, I didn't hate the event. I actually liked the event planning part to some extent. Oh, okay. Especially like day of, like I really liked. Oh, really? Uh, day of? That's yeah, like I really like like waking up. Anxious part. Like, yeah. Going up super early, make sure everything's prepared, you know, running, putting out fires. Um, I was kind of in my element. Really? Kind of Interesting. Yeah. That's but, stuff. I, I hate that stuff. Yeah. But the things I hated were like the the red tape and the paperwork. Sure. Um, but I was also like really immature back then. And but mostly the mm-hmm. mostly I hated um in the end looking back, like the people I was working with were not the kind of people I wanted to be around. Not to any fault of them. Like they were not like actively negative, but just like we did not jive. I met I met some good people in marketing that mm-hmm. are still friends. Um mm-hmm. but I also met some real scumbags. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. so that's that's that could be what you're you're getting into like there's my my buddy mike in at activision was a, just a really nice guy just a nice guy who liked video games so you know yeah. he he, he actually played them and then another dude i won't name is uh barely played games maybe picked up a madden every now and then uh right was in it for meeting celebrities and was like Kind of a kind of a scumbag day to day. So yeah, you know you're hanging out with it. It does make a huge difference who you're ha- who you're forced to hang out with. I mean, to take the question from a different level, it sounds like you really, if you want to work in a game uh, setting, you really should care about games, right? Play them. Yeah, you don't have to be like passionate about them, maybe, but I mean, be, like a high amount of interest yeah, you. you're gonna. You're gonna have a worse time, and if you don't, like you're just gonna feel out of your element all the time, and be excluded from certain things, which is fine if that's what you're into. Like if you're fine with that, go for it. But it, <laughs> yeah, that, just, it's I'm hard just on me. Excluded from things. That's, I mean, me. I'm the I PR it. guy. I I run the event, uh, but I'm not friends with the developers. I'm friends uh, with other cool okay. PR people. I can uh, the cool PR people. Yes, of course. I yeah. can. I can see that. I guess I would say there's probably better companies out there if that's what you want to do, right? Yeah, yeah. I assume I that the in across the board game, the game industry is just going to have a lower paying uh, and harder working position for the same position just because there's more supply, right? Yeah, yeah. I could have gotten a higher paying, easier job at yeah, fucking Nestle or whatever. Like, yeah, Nestle. Uh, whatever. General whatever. General Mills. Yeah. What other giant PR? I was Disney. Uh, yeah, working on a cereal. At yeah. times, at times when I was working on games, I'd like fantasize about working on like a fucking ketchup or something. It's like <laughs> this is a ketchup. You just put it in the thing. And yeah, add, I mean, I, I think that's that's totally fair. I mean, that's a that's a struggle. But anyway, How... that's why I that's why I feed squirrels and raccoons now because yeah. that that's fun yeah. every day. Still yeah, fun every day. And do podcasts, yeah, yeah, on every day. Um, how this is a this is a bit of a buzzword in my industry. Mm-hmm. Um, did you guys ever think about impact? How would you, you know, if if there's a person? Because well, it's also relevant because you you talked about in, in what about context politics, right? Yeah, for making a difference. 
Yes, like what impact does Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 have on... People? Well, less about... Well, in this case, a lot about the game, but the actual marketing side, right? Did, did you mm -hmm. ever struggle with the idea of like, you know, am I using my time well? Like, am I doing the right thing, whatever that means? With my life? around you? Sure. Or in society? Right? Oh, oh, or, oh, I see. Like, did I ever get into a... Where I was making decisions where I was like, ah, is this the right yeah, thing? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, for example, so I guess, you know, it's not, I'm not asking it with the basis of being negative. So, for example, if you believe that your game is really good and it can be really fun for a lot of people, like, mm -hmm. you know, marketing has a positive impact, right? Because you're like, hey, I'm trying to reach these, well, okay, this is stretching it a bit, but I'm trying to reach these, like, underserved communities or whatever. <laughs> and, okay, that, that's a bit of a stretch, but, you know, there's, yeah. there's ways to make positive impact, right? But did you ever feel that? Um, did you ever struggle with that? So uh, there were times when I felt like it was very cool what I was working on and that right. it was fun that a lot of people were getting this game and that it was really good. Like when I'm thinking of Call of Duty and to some extent League of Legends, it was actually good. And um, that 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 was nice. And, and so at the time, I didn't feel bad about like mm -hmm. really pushing the marketing as much as possible. Um, there were some times where I felt like it was sleazy or some or and stuff like that, or where we were like, what you know, I was like, what is the point of this? Like, why are we, why are we doing a deal with Playboy for? I mean, Playboy being sleazy, I guess, but uh, why are we why are we 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 spend time working on things that have very little impact that are just like fun for the team. <laughs> I, I, okay. I, I guess I'd feel bad. I guess I'd feel bad then. Right. I'm trying to think of like times when I really made, when I like did something bad that I felt bad by in marketing. I think I felt a little bad working on the kids games because it was about mm -hmm. kids, you know, making, selling things to kids felt yeah. particularly bad. Looking back, you know, pushing a, gun game i feel bad about in general okay, that's fair yeah uh but um i think what really hurt the most was um pretending to like things i didn't or pretending to like people i didn't just kind of having an air of i had to pretend i felt better about the job and the people i was working mm -hmm. with than i really did and yeah. that took a toll over over time that yeah. made me feel bad. And also in terms of impact in general, like I was like, I often was like, what is there any, am I making the world better? Am I making the world maybe worse? Mm -hmm. uh, I did struggle with that. And I was also like, and if I'm, if I don't, if I'm not making the world better and I'm not enjoying it and I'm feeling like I'm not even being who I am, all those things sort of built up over time and they were all uh, uh, set set uh, against me wanting that big payout, right? Right. So, um, yeah, but, uh, and then I, I basically held out for that payout and um, my my mental state suffered over, over that time. Right. Uh, yeah. So, and so I guess to you answer know, your question, I, I, I can't think of if we did, did something that felt like wrong or anything, 
But we definitely like left. I mean, we lied. Like we'd leave out things. Sure. But I always felt like it was n- nothing that was really evil, evil that I can think no finance, of. no finance major behavior, right? Is what you're getting. I don't think so. I'm not. Yeah. Nobody. I'm not putting anybody out on the street by yeah. closing on their house or anything. But I don't know. I also am selling useless skins. <laughs> so uh, I mean, people like them. I know. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I'm, I'm obviously going to defend the games here as a, you know. As yes, a game you're, you're biased to yeah. the games. Um, but I, I do think, cause actually, like at work recently, um, there, was a, there was a manager who made an offside comment. Um, uh, there, was a, there was like someone showed a video of a developer for a game talking about coding. So this was mm-hmm. not game related at all, but they just have, and they were talking about how like, coding has become less focused on real world problems. Um, and the manager made a very offhand comment about how basically making fun of the person saying like, you know, they are talking about real world problems, but they're working on games. Ha ha. What an idiot. Um, see. Uh-huh. So that's, that, that is the kind of attitude I don't agree with. Right. Because I think entertainment is a, uh, is an important part of life and it's a very integral part of a lot of people's lives. Like, if you like if a piece of music touched your life right and it gave you some you know going to a concert gave you some experience or let you meet somebody like that's that's a real world problem right that's not yeah just because it it doesn't literally cure a disease or make money doesn't mean that it has uh, yeah less i mean i'm value, sure right? tons of friends had a lot of fun playing the games i worked yeah. on that maybe wouldn't have played it if i didn't work on it i don't i don't know so but, um, I guess the short, but I, uh, one thing I want to say though, is, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm also, you know, there is value to entertainment, but I, I'm being aware of what role entertainment plays yeah. in keeping the world the way it is, or, yeah. you know, it's a way to manage your life and it's needed, but it also you know, it's you're not actually necessary. I mean, you're not necessarily building real things. You're you're creating art. A lot of people are just consuming that Whoa, art. Did though. you just call video games art? Yes, video games are art. Whoa. I mean, I also I also think that uh, choose your own adventure is a game. Therefore, <laughs> art. Um, anyway, I'm getting way off topic. I, I, no, I had I had something to say too. We um, should we should stick to it because uh, yeah. we're already going pretty late. All right, all right, all right. We're let's we'll wrap it up. So basically, it's um it sounds like there's no you know if you are considering, dear listener, considering a career potentially in marketing or business, you don't have to be a sociopath, right? To you don't, right? But there's um, not, you do have to have a certain amount of ability and um you you have to be okay with being uh putting on a face like putting on a sure. putting on a, a little bit of a show or a mask in your job i, I think, think that's okay unless you're just that sort of person naturally in which case go for it right like i i think of um like one of my first uh i had I, some for some reason i have this very vivid memory in college of like uh, this other student who worked at like the campus store mm-hmm. who was always like mega bubbly and super excited and happy. And they're just like, how can you exist like this? But then my friend, my it's roommate who was like a coworker that. with them was like, yeah, they're just like that. It's like, okay. I mean, it's just different people. 
Yeah. I mean, I, fuck, man. I mean, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have had this experience, right? Where, I mean, a lot of people out there are depressed. Like I've been depressed, and and seeing, seeing people that are just like, just just, just like, so easily just having a good time and laughing and smiling, just all just people that people that people doing that, and so easily when you're depressed, it's like, what the fuck are they doing that can't be real I, I you get to a point where you're like that can't be real like they're faking yeah. it like i got to that point where i was like oh people must be faking it because I, a lot of I, people aren't faking it like i, I mean are, yeah right? yeah 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 but, but for a me, lot of people aren't too <laughs> yeah for me a lot of it a lot of getting out of depression was um getting into a place you know curating my life in a way to mm-hmm. be able to do that naturally right it was for me, it wasn't like I can never smile and laugh. It was that I really have to put on a smile and laugh if I'm at a party. Yeah, I'm not right? in the right places to yeah. honestly do that. You know, yeah, um, totally. And just surrounding yourself with people where you feel comfortable being yourself and accepting that it's okay that people are going to think you're really weird if you uh, write some shit on your LinkedIn that's not professional. You know, <laughs> Right, you know, right, right. It is. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And that, and now I, I, do, I do smile and laugh like that when I hang out with people. So, yeah does happen um one thing yeah some people are also just really extroverted naturally yeah my wife is she like wants she like wants to meet people (laughs) (laughs) it's crazy i know and invite them she'll she'll meet people at a party and like invite them to hang out with us and stuff and i'm like what okay it's uh people are actually like that it's it is hard for me to and you to wrap our heads around but but also, I would have much fewer, many fewer friends, if not for her extra. That's true. Personal. Yes, please. Yeah, Thank you. Um, what advice would you give to people that want, that maybe in the career right now, or maybe starting, that want to advance their career, aside mm-hmm. from the usual kiss ass? Like, how how can people do that? Because you, you sort of did it in some way. How can people do that in a way that is, um, uh, what's the right word? Uh, ethical. Hmm. Um, you know, I think, excuse me, I think if you want to, if you're talking about like <clears throat> getting promoted and getting, <clears throat> excuse me, being, being, getting yourself to a place where you have opportunities come to you, mm-hmm. basically, you, if you're in, hmm. Let's say you are already, like you said, you're already, you're in games, but you're just like starting out. You're like an intern at yeah. EA. You, yeah. you want to aggressively pursue the highest profile mm. team you can. I mean, um, and you want to be, you can do it professionally and nicely, but you have to be... You have to be firm and you have to be confident. You have to not back down. You have to not give opportunities away because you're nice. You have to take them because you want them. And you have to remember that. Like, if you're too nice about those things, opportunities are going to be taken by people who are not. Um, doesn't mean you have to be a huge asshole. It just means right. you have to be put yourself in the right place at the right time make your intentions known like Mm. what you want you have to say it 
say it to your boss, say it to your coworkers. Like if you want to work in another department, like you got to say it and start getting, trying to get to know people in those departments or on that game. That doesn't necessarily mean you have to like kiss ass. Like you don't want to be Dwight from the office or whatever, but, uh, that's a that's a TV reference. I I actually watched some episodes of The Office, so I know what okay. you're talking about. That's a pretty. I don't remember Dwight known. as a kiss ass character. Yeah, yeah, he's always that. kissing the boss's ass. Okay. Um. Uh. But getting to know, I mean, you. I mean, this is the extroversion thing. Like you, if you're an introvert, you do have to push yourself out of your comfort zone to get these things. Eventually, if you're in the right position it's more likely your work will start to speak for itself and those opportunities you'll have to do less socializing right unless you want to and your work and your resume becomes gets you in the doors you need it to get to you need to you need to go but um but that also assumes that you are good at <laughs> your job and work and working hard like uh Remember that you probably have way more responsibilities than are the ones that will get you noticed. So make sure you know the most important work that you do, the most visible work that you do, is done the best. Spend the most effort on that. Um, if you are a hard worker, uh, what's the word? Like detailed, like perfectionist that wants to make everything the best you can. That's great, but I would not recommend that for everybody. Like you should focus you should focus on the things that matter the most and the things that'll get you noticed the most. That and goes if that for means every career. That goes for every yes, yeah, that gets goes for every career and if that means your fucking invoices and estimates are are overdue. Yeah. Who cares? Nobody cares about that except the accounts payable person or whatever. Like do the do the important thing <clears throat> do the noticeable long-term thing first whenever it occurs whenever it is you have the opportunity <laughs> um but in games play the game play the game you work on know it inside and out play other games in in uh, that are out there especially games in your genre you're going to want to know how to talk about that stuff Ideally, you're playing it. Ideally, you have like a Steam profile where it's proven <laughs> that you played it. Uh, you have achievements and shit like that. Um, that that can that can help a lot get you where you want to go. And I mean, again, that's the same for all careers. Know the thing you're working on really well, so that you're not having to bullshit or yeah or say things like, um, yeah, you know, it's that's not my department, or I don't I don't know that feature very well right it's just not it's not my expertise you want to be able to at least speak intelligently about the key things about the product you're working on in this case the video game the features the characters everything you you want to know what a player would experience because if you don't you're just sort of making shit up um and nobody will and people won't trust you either they'll be like you're just making you're just <laughs> you're just doing commercials you think look good that have nothing to do with the game or or whatever you know um that being said there are there are people like that that still get promoted right but uh here's another way you can get promoted is go out drinking with <laughs> yeah. the right people 
Right. Uh, let them get drunk. Don't get too drunk yourself. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, you have to get the right amount of drunk so yeah, that yeah, you're yeah. willing to show that you're a party animal. You'll get you'll come to work hung over if you need to. But don't do it like if it will reveal horrible truths about yourself. <laughs> you'll like make an ass of yourself because that can go real bad. Yeah. Uh, and stay stay at the party uh, until you are kicked out. Like, and that includes work parties. If you really want to work work those work those angles, you can do that. I I didn't do that, so I didn't get everywhere I could be. But well, uh, I think you're also, living proof that you don't have to do that. But yeah. Also, uh, no, uh, those things I talked about the be- you know the most important things. Know what those things are in your past as well. Know what the big resume things are that are going to get people's attention and make sure those are the things that people know about you, etc. cetera. Um, that's the things you highlight. And uh, if you're in a creative role, like where you can actually create something independently, I mean, this is about getting the job now. Right. I'm talking about it, like if you to get in the door first, anyone you could possibly have any connection to someone who already works there. You right. want to do that first. Uh, then create a project in your industry independently or or in a team. You know, have some work you've done aside from jobs that you can say like, yeah, look, this shows how good I am at it. And I wouldn't do this if I didn't really care about this right. industry, right? Like I wouldn't spend all this time for no money. So yeah, there's that's my that's my career advice. And yeah. uh, don't, you know, honestly, hopefully don't make some of the mistakes I did. Like when everything in your soul is telling you you hate what you're doing and you feel as though you are becoming a worse person or pretending you're a different person so much that it hurts. Maybe listen to yourself. <laughs> listen to, uh, you know, I mean, but it's at the same time, it's like. It's easy for me to say though, because I now that I I got that payout, that's right, it makes that's a huge fucking nice. difference of what I can do. So it's like, decide for yourself how much of that you can take, and know going in that there may be some stuff, some years that are just like tough. What uh, would you have done if you had left earlier, when you didn't have the, you know, the three billion dollars I think is in your bank account right now to, <laughs> yeah. to fall back on? Uh huh. Um, I have no. I have no idea. I mean, I would probably just do marketing at someplace else, right. probably someplace. And that's, that's kind of the thing, right? Yeah, I'd do marketing at, um, I mean, I, I thought like when I was going and now working with animals, but uh, before then, when I was work, trying to figure out like, I want to make a difference for people. Mm-hmm. Like I was trying to do marketing for different nonprofits. Right. Um, but it looked really not only difficult and low paying, but it was also emotionally draining because a lot of those things, you know, are not uh, where the money and the power is, right? Like in in helping those who most need it. So uh, that was, I I bounced off of that many times because I, the, it was too much pressure and too much, for whatever reason, I couldn't handle, couldn't handle the pressure. And uh, couldn't handle the amount. You don't got of, that dog in you, something. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I couldn't I handle the. <laughs> I'm peeking. I I couldn't get um, 
I don't know what I was going to say. I think I said it all. No, I think you I think you covered just about everything. You did great. So what's the meaning of life, some fan? What's the what's the well, purpose of your existence on this earth? And well, mine, there's no mine too. There's no innate purpose, so you, you have to figure it out and decide for yourself what your purpose of life is. Great answer. <laughs> what, <laughs> what a wonderful answer. That's no help. Um yeah, man. I don't know. I mean, I do believe that there's not like a real above all purpose that secret purpose that is out there why we were created. I think we're nature is very interesting and we're a very lucky creation of nature. Um I think the meaning of life is probably to preserve and promote the world and the life that exists around you, you know, try to increase the happiness of the people and the creatures that you touch. Mm -hmm. That's about as close as I can get to, I think, a, a meaning. But um, uh, at the same time, I guess at some point you just got to enjoy what you can enjoy. <laughs> yeah. No, I, uh, I think I would say something very similar, which is, you know, just maximize the happiness of as much stuff as you can and but don't think about that too much if you yeah thinking about it too it, much you're like well i could sacrifice my own happiness and donate all of my money to humanitarian causes to increase the amount of and uh i think that's that's a little yeah too far i mean yeah you you could you could you can be the sort of person that just dedicates your life to service of people in need and that could be great for you hopefully everyone who can do that does but mm -hmm. uh um you know if you struggle to do that and live then you gotta find a way first to like yourself and like right. be able to get out of bed for more right for a reason but i mean some people that have reason of helping people that'll drive them their whole lives and mm -hmm. honestly i think those are better people than me same. So, like those are good people I, I i think that is a better i think that is a more meaningful way to spend your life but i am at the point where i'm like i don't i don't think i'm gonna get there in the same way like maybe i'll i'll i would love to get to a point where i am helping like endangered animals or like <laughs> animals right. that are you know require special care or have a special impact on the people who see them. I, right. I'd like to get to that, but um, but I mean, I, I I should be getting more people. I don't know, registered to vote. <laughs> well, well, maybe that's yeah. bullshit too. So that's cool. I mean, at the end of the day, you can only not everybody. I should be. I should be. Uh, I I should be organizing workplace unions. Is what I should be doing. Sure, uh, I think that's fair. That's what I should be doing. But at the end I'm of the day, not everyone can do, like not everyone that puts in the time and energy into what into X, where mm -hmm. in this case, X is making the world a better place or whatever, mm -hmm. can do that successfully, right? Yeah, um, and I, think, I mean, I think the world's not set up for that. Yeah, and, and neither are people, right? Like not everyone, like people, you, you can only force yourself to do something that is making misery so long. 
Um, yeah, you have to. It really, takes a certain sort of person with a yeah. certain sort of like, yeah, passion. Not just passion, but like moral drive. You know, like sure. yeah, <laughs> knowing that they're doing something bigger than themselves and making that your motivation. Which great, good for you. <laughs> I mean, motivation is hard. Right? Motivation is something that's yeah. Motivation is so hard and. When I started working with animals, it just seemed like intrinsically motivating. Like I was right. like, these things are cute every day. They're all the time. Uh, even when they're a pain in the ass and they stink and they won't eat or whatever. It's still like fun. Like I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I, in a way that I, no other job has ever felt that way. It, it, other jobs, I, I, I got out of them and was like trying to convince myself Right. I was like, I think that was fun. Was that fun? Did I enjoy that? This seems like a good job for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, seems like you found your place. I guess, you know, to close it off, I would say uh, if everybody just does the things that makes them, can find, can try enough things, first of all, to find that thing and just does the thing that they have the energy to do and isn't a drag on them and also does those things hopefully with the intention of making the people or things around them happier while they do it, I think the world will, will work out. I think the... Yes. If only, if only that were truly possible for most people in the way we have arranged things. I think, I think the big problem is not most people and we're counting, I'm counting the whole world here, right? Not just developed yeah. countries. Most people don't have the ability to do that uh not the not the innate ability but don't have the means to do that yeah they won't unfortunately yeah they won't have the opportunity uh, period but i think that's getting better slowly really? uh, i mean we slowly. talk about uh i mean you know the, there are such when you talk about doing good in the world and like giving all your money to charity or whatever there are such major good acts that the current rich people yeah. just billionaires let's just say just billionaires mm -hmm. could do today that none of them do including well, like okay go go ahead not i won't say none of them but all right all right. Do, right i mean most, most of them do like, not do all billionaires and most of them do, do not push for like and none of them push to the hilt like oh yeah absolutely nobody's well maybe bill gates have you heard of any billionaire that is not still a billionaire because of the works they've done. <laughs> well, okay. Well, that's. Uh, do they? Do you have a right to be be a billionaire? <laughs> okay. I mean, all right. I know it's not in us, right? Like we're once we're there, we're like, ah, I can't let it go. But it's like, what's gonna? Ch to... What what really changes in your life? Let's say from going from being a multimillionaire to a billionaire. Like what what changes? In uh, in a. In in a well, way sure. in yeah it's it's a level of luxury that is you are able to buy a NBA team yeah yeah you yeah. get to be a do whatever the fuck you want I guess you can be a cartoon character there's I mean I I agree with you first of all it's like on high levels I agree with everything you said uh, but I I would say one thing is I think it's important to measure people's impact by their impact and not by how much more impact they could have made. Um, yeah. And I yeah. think not not because it's wrong to look at how much more they could do, but just because why uh 
I think those are two separate arguments, right? I think it's important not to diminish impact people make just because they could make more impact. Yeah. And I mean, if, if I you think turn about this, that, yeah. But I also, you know, I turn this around on myself, right? Like mm-hmm. now I have enough money that I could dedicate a portion of that money, a good yeah, portion of that dollars, money. Right? You're a billionaire. Why are you talking about yourself like that? <laughs> uh, not, not quite. Uh, but I, I could probably spend that on something that is totally selfless. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would be giving up peace of mind security, right? Like, and mm-hmm. options. And I'm, I guess I'm too selfish. And there's, you know, if you, we can rationalize a lot of billionaire, like most billionaires don't have that in liquid capital, right? Like most billionaires, uh, that, they have like, come on. They have no, like four hundred million dollars in liquid capital. That's not. But they, that doesn't mean that. That is a. That is a shield that. I know. That I know. They but use. that's not true. It's they have. They well, have it is. The money it is need. literally true. But um, they can. They can. They can have liquid money faster than you would. Yeah, I, I understand. I understand. But you know, there's. But if we're talking about like the way humans would make decisions, it's not. You know, it's not that. Uh, I lost my train of thought. But, I just think the sort of person that would give away the money wouldn't manage yeah. to get the money in the first that's, place. That's sort of the fundamental billionaires are evil argument, right? Like you have to be evil to be a billionaire because no human would get there without it. Um, I mean, mostly, yeah. On some, some level. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, you spend enough time in just office places and you see who, yeah. who really manages to get to the top. It's often the biggest assholes that i don't know that's in my experience maybe maybe you've had it differently i think that's um i think that's changing very very slowly Mm, so so. i I guess i'll give you one i'll give you one example Uh, are you aware of the washington commanders formerly known as the washington football team formerly known as the washington redskins uh, oh washington r words (laughs) um so they they are Jeez, owned by a billionaire long. named Dan Snyder, or they were. Well, they still are technically. Uh, but finally, that team is being sold, right? Mm-hmm. Um, on some level, and I don't think this is super accurate, but on some level, it's like in order to buy the team and make actual changes, you need to have the money to buy the team, right? Like if you care about, you know, let's put aside whether sports are important for a moment, but if you're if you truly believe that you want to make a difference in this team and you want to change the culture and improve the facilities and build a new stadium, you need to have the money to do that. Um, yeah. And to do that, you need to be a billionaire, just sold for $6 billion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, is that worth anything, right? Like, does the system have to be set up to do that? Because sports ownership is totally fucked up. Like, mm-hmm. I thought about, if you think about how sports ownership works, you have this whole chain of people who have dedicated their lives to this craft, right? You have the athletes, the coaches who have worked for 30 years, GM who's worked for 30 years, know everything. Uh, One day, your team gets sold to a random person who only qualifications, they have a lot of money and now they're your boss and they have final say in all your decisions. I mean, that's fucked up, right? Like that's that's not even how it works in business usually. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, when you... you Yeah, I mean the uh, the the example of an athlete of like someone with actual, not only skill but like talent. Mm-hmm. The the world isn't set up. The world is not 
in any way a meritocracy. It it just isn't. Well, we, we've I don't know about in any way, but yeah, there's a lot of places way? where it's not out. Like at the hurl, everything works with who you know and who you mm. backstab. Like uh, I just don't. I don't know if that's. I mean, in some way, I think like a lot of people, a lot of normal people's careers don't follow that path, right? Like, uh, yeah, because I think if you, if that, if the world was totally in that way, all of the assholes would be millionaires. Right? <laughs> okay. Every right. the only skill to become a millionaire would be like how well you can kiss ass and party and backstab people. But that's not yeah, true. That's a good point. Right? That's a good point. They okay. have to be. You have to do that. Uh, well, you don't have to do that, but you can do that. But you have to. And it's not really that you're more skilled at doing it, but there's only limited opportunities for those people. Like they have to like be at the right place to be able to drink with the right people and backstab the right people and yes. get lucky. It's not yes. like everybody that can do that can be right. Confident. And also right. there is merit and your work does go mm -hmm. does count for something does generally sometimes. get rewarded not as yeah. much as most people would like but it's not like it's meaningless right it's not like when the well, it's not often, like when hp goes for you know does a round of promotions they just draw numbers out of a hat right they do look at oh yeah 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 exactly well, right. hopefully right they do look <laughs> at the the work people have done and then for 10 percent of them someone whispers uh, in the manager's year, and it's like I owe this guy a favor, and they get promoted when they don't deserve it. But for yeah. the other ninety percent of people, what they did counts, right? Yeah, I, I think there may be a certain. I think there's just like a a flexible ceiling that those people reach. Yeah, that you will yeah. never get yes. into the ultra rich yes. socialite area yes. unless you have a certain personality or drive. I guess I don't yeah. know. But um, but that's but uh, but the one second the 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 athlete example you use, I know there's in so many cases in where the most talented people, they get to a certain point, at which point, a manager or somebody who or, you know, mm -hmm. the owner of the team, mm -hmm. kind of directs their owns them for the rest. Yes. You know, like mm -hmm. they take care of everything else, they give them enough money. But they don't get everything they could have if they yes. had had the opportunity to be do it themselves or had someone who to do it with them that would promote them equally. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. This is why you know sports. It's it's a bit of a topic these days, right? Especially now that America is becoming more socialist because uh, we mm -hmm. voted in the commies. You know, uh, those mm -hmm. are the same thing, by the way. Commies Commie and socialists. Um, it's this idea that why does sports need ownership? You mean why don't the players own it? Yeah. Why shouldn't yeah. they? Is there any reason? Uh, so obviously, it's like, oh, well, the players don't understand business. It's like, or, come on. Like, it's not. I mean, you like, can still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's be, re let's get, let's be real here, right? Um, <laughs> there, I, I think there's just no reason why. The player shouldn't own it. And in fact, in esports, um, in Dota in particular, most teams are player owned. Most of the big teams, mm -hmm. um, the the biggest, they're either player owned or very strongly player led. So the players keep all the revenue. There's there's less. Um, two of the That's biggest good. teams, uh, Secret and Enigma, are founded by longtime players, uh, TI winners. They have their own brand. They have their own business arm. Um, yeah, I mean and these are. These are the teams that survived 
the esports bubble. Oh, actually. that's interesting. So League... Yeah, because they weren't is, just some like side investment yeah, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. They weren't just owned by some investor with no... Uh, and spending money willy-nilly. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and League had these teams too, like TSM is one. Uh, TSM is still alive. CLG was also player-owned, right? It was owned by Hotshot for uh, the beginning, but it was sold at some point. Um, so I think if we're starting over, sports would not have ownership. Sports would be player-owned, right? And I think we... We more and more see that um, in esports. That's one. That's that's good. I mean, it's a good example. Also, uh, team ownership of. You can look around and find a lot of positions, jobs in the world that are like, well, you you could totally eliminate. And you're like, well, when you think yeah. about why they're there, it's yeah, it's you can you know you just it becomes evident that there's money and status involved or whatever but like but like you say yeah why why is some just guy with the money making decisions about exactly the players on the team or the city there their only qualification is that they have the money right yeah i mean and it's not and the thing is it's not like they're paying right they're making money from the team right the team is a source (laughs) of income it's not like they're they're putting in their own money except for like a few special cases in baseball but like no, there's there's just no reason. Right? Yeah, they're not like a the a patron of this of sports. Yeah, exactly. They're yeah. making making bank and riding riding into the stadium on a, a horse horse drawn carriage. I don't know. I heard about that with some uh, recent sports happened. guy. I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right. On that note, we'll woo. That's a little about swim fan. Yep, a lot about swim fan. Uh, next week, I have no idea. Oh, we should probably do hidden. Eh, I don't know about hidden mechanics part two. We'll see. Uh, yeah, see what we're check up for. out next week for. I should have a little more time fuck. next week, so maybe yeah. I'll find something I can do. Yeah. Whatever the fuck we talk about. Yeah. Until then. Uh, I don't have an outro. Take care Enjoy of yourself. Games. Enjoy games. Uh, Enjoy build life. up your career. Uh, kiss ass. Party hard. Markets. Like you've never marketed it before. Uh huh. Smile. And smile. Shave. Right, see you next time. Bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally, performing for you. If you know the word, you can join in too. Put your hands together if you want to clap as we take you through this funky rap. Donkey He's the leader of the bunch. You know him well. He's finally back to kick some tail. He's smoking the gun. Can fire his first. If he shoots ya, it's gonna hurt. He's bigger, better, and stronger too. He's the first member of the CK crew. The CK, Donkey Kong, CK, Donkey Kong is here. This card's not five, so let's turn up to She can shrink inside to suit her move. She's quick and nimble when she needs to be. She can float through the air and climb up trees. If you choose her, you're not too strong. With a skip and a hop, she's one cool song. Her.